0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Oh, but it has taken on new meaning because of the new love that is being formed betwixt Mm. these two human beings as their souls Mm. ignite and unite together Mm. in a beautiful conflagration, and eventually they have sex, but then the windows get really steamy in the cabin that they're in because it's cold outside, and then one of them gets pregnant, and then they have a kid, and they name it after the guy that was dead. But then he comes back as a zombie, (laughs) and he (laughs) eats the child and everyone in the town.
1: (laughs) Sounds like a good,
2: movie, good evening and welcome to Is It a Bicycle, Season 10, Episode 4, the original and best ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me have a man who this week told us that all women really want is security. Well, that's what they shout whenever he approaches them anyway. <laughs> it's Mike the McDonough. The McDonough. <laughs> Also beside me have a lady who this week said, not to brag or anything, but my bank uh, tells me I have an outstanding balance. <laughs> <laughs> a, I love authority. <laughs> Live from Vegas, we have a man who clicked on start a free trial and is now dialing in with his one call from prison. It's Sean. Pratt. <laughs> and in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer. A man who, after last Saturday night, says that he's campaigning to fit breathalyzers to ATMs. It's Mark, superhero, Leonard. <laughs> This week we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of *Room* and *The Fifth Wave*, and some TV in the form of *Angie Tribeca*. Of course, i will have the usuals with the news and some previews and coming to a bicycle near you. How are we doing? Hi
1: Fantastic, everyone. Steve! Great intro, Steve. You're on fire mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Oh, thanks
2: very
3: much. Absolutely, some some, some great opening quips. <laughs> so, for for people watching, it, for people who don't have the benefit of watching it. On video, which I guess. Um, Shona tonight is dressed as a more attractive version of the Hamburger.
4: <laughs> That's nice,
3: nice
1: work, Shona.
2: <laughs> I thought it was more like, you know, French garlic seller.
1: French, oh. French garlic seller, <laughs> yeah, go yeah. with that. <laughs> Meets the Hamburger. All of my dreams come true. <laughs> and
3: Popeye. no. <laughs> so I've a bone to pick with you, Shona Fairty.
1: All right, what is it? You can get in every time.
3: Every time a woman speaks in a movie, mm. I now check to see whether she's talking about a man
5: or not. Oh, totally.
1: Well done, Mark. Yeah. Converted, and I'm so proud, <laughs> so goddamn proud. Have it's, you looked at well, that? It's a tw- little tear in your eye. <laughs> <I know. laughs> It is, but it's just because Mark called me the Hamburger, <laughs> and I made such an effort to come to the studio without baby vom on my top today. Uh,
5: we do you- appreciate the effort. You know, last week, well, let's, let's face it, was a bit offensive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to say anything. But... I, I
2: just noticed she's only a little bit in her hair and some in her trousers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, none I, on my I,
1: shirt, I, 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 which is the important there. thing.
3: But I think being more in, in you know, in, in keeping with, um, I guess, women's labor, anti-sexism in modern film, it's it's given Basic me a certain capability. Basic human rights of
1: equality. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's given me. I'm, I'm a bit better at multitasking now, in that I can. Listen to what they're saying and figure out whether they're talking about a man or not while
2: mentally undressing them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With one hand you giveth and the other you take <laughs> it away.
2: You're, you're getting there. You've, you're, you've cracked it <laughs> You're getting there. It's
3: just a bit <laughs> more
5: work. Do you know
1: what? I'm not taking a, the bait. A bit more Good work. for you, Mark. Good for you. <laughs>
2: what
3: bait? What bait? What bait? <laughs> yeah.
5: I think, Shona, there's a Greek legend about a, somebody who had to push a boulder up a hill. <laughs> 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 Mark. Have you any
2: update on your TV status?
3: No, I don't, you know. They didn't and, get back uh, to you? I, I, I actually spent big chunks of my weekend working and it's been so busy at work at the minute that mm. it never occurs to me to get up for five minutes and ring these assholes. All right. yeah. So I, the only update is I haven't got a check, though I have looked at a couple of odd-looking envelopes suspiciously in the hopes they contained one.
5: Yeah,
1: I do all that right, all I, the time, but there's never money in them. Yeah.
5: But you know, Mark, I I spend my weekend wondering if Mark got his check yet. Mm. That's how much I care about you.
1: Mike called me at like 4 a.m. on Saturday and he's like, I can't sleep. I need to know. Have you heard anything? I did,
5: I did, um,
3: I did send, I did send a mail to the guy who I mailed the, uh, receipt to. And I, so I had a note to myself with all the details of everybody involved in the incident Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and that's in my car somewhere. And it'll be safe there, but it cannot be found. Um, So like when things get dire enough, I will search through the rubbish in my car to find the correct piece of paper I need. But uh, what I did do, so I actually lied. I I did try and call them. I just didn't get anywhere. So I rang, um, went to the guy's email address, got the domain, searched for the domain because that's obviously the company name, found them, rang their helpline, went on hold, ran out of time because I had to go to a meeting.
4: Uh, Mm Yeah, yeah.
3: So I, th- there'll be an update next week because I can't let it go any longer now. Mm-hmm. I'm really worried that they were actually
2: laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. What was on this week? Oh, tell us. You saw Code Black.
1: Yeah, I saw the pilot because mm-hmm. it was on. Um, it looks like it's trying to do like a Grey's Anatomy type, you know, humor and everyone is besties. Uh, type show. One thing that was driving me mental is one of the main doctors, clearly Code Black's version of McDreamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew his face mm. and I sat there the whole episode. I was looking at his face being like, where do I know your face? He's from the latest season of Homeland. He is oh. someone who gives Carrie information. Oh. Mm-hmm. It drove me oh, really? flipping yeah. mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, I, I saw IMDb I, to the rescue on that one. I thought, thought
5: you were going to say Saigon,
1: nineteen
2: seventy-five. <laughs> 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 I, I saw this a few weeks ago, and I, I I said to Mark that this would be right up his alley. Hospital yeah. drama, you know. Mm-hmm. Very is, it, is as
1: much about the patient, the doctors, mm. as it is about the oh, patients. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah doctors yeah.
2: have feelings too. They do, and they all wrap it up neatly in time to go home. Yeah, that's you kind know, of my, that's
1: my main criticism of yeah. it is that I think it's. um I feel like this has all been done before. Like it's Grey's yeah. Anatomy ten years ago. Yeah. Whereas I think now with shows like Twenty Four Hours and A and E and other kind of. Uh, reality-based hospital programs. I think you need to be a bit more gritty and kind of real-timey about it, rather yeah. than this kind of Grey's Anatomy season one. Yeah. Who are the new doctors this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. So. Yeah.
2: It's not Code Red. It's Code Black.
1: I mean, it was it was okay. Yeah. It was you know I watched it over several days when I had to be in it's front not, of the TV. It's awful trash. It's awful
2: trash.
5: <laughs> Pardon my ignorance. What's a Code Black?
2: It's when it's not code red, it's code black. Oh, it's, like okay. a, <laughs> it's like, they don't have enough resources, kind wow. of. It. That's, it's yeah, so red, it's black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they
1: open the episode with a description of it. I think it's when there's so many patients. They have
2: to shut the doors. Sorry, no more. Yeah. Know, kind of oh, and like,
1: okay. no hospital ever goes into code black, oh. but this particular hospital's in code black, like three times a month or something I don't know it's uh, really busy like Tala hospital yeah. and then by the end of the episode <laughs> is when there's all these people coming in and they're like we're code black and then you are like oh my god it's the name of the TV show they just said it on the TV show that's <laughs> <laughs> very exciting
2: um, I saw something called baskets this week which is a new
1: is it that documentary on basket weaving that no. shows you the best techniques for no. how to make a basket
2: mm. no that's for next week he always oh, okay. loved his arts he and crafts yeah. Yeah,
5: very good at making
2: do uh, mary fitzgerald um so no this is uh from louis ck and zach galifianakis hmm. um it's a dramedy um so it's about chip baskets is his name hmm. and uh he goes to france to a prestigious french clowning college and then he discovers that he probably should learn french <laughs> <laughs> no one will speak English to him and doesn't know what's going on, so he flunks out, right? So he returns back to uh, uh, to his hometown of Bakersfield, California, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, to continue the dream of, you know, becoming a mm-hmm. professional uh, clown. Mm-hmm. And so he gets a job as a rodeo clown, distracting bulls, and sometimes, you know, sort of getting lifted out of it by them, you know, <laughs> um, but he's being paid $4 an hour. Okay. Oh, so while sorry, uh, while he's in France, he marries this girl. So that doesn't love him. It's a marriage of convenience for right. her, because he has to support her. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, this kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so during this time, back at home, he falls off a scooter and befriends uh, an insurance assessor slash claims adjuster. Mm. Um, it was brilliantly played by a deadpan uh, Martha Kelly. And Martha's character is uh, just so brilliant; she hooks up so much verbal abuse, and um, mm-hmm. you know, just runs right off her, uh, not phased at all. You know, and she's also got a positive, good look or a good outlook on everything. You know, she just turns it around to something <laughs> positive every time. Right? Yeah. So that starts to annoy him. You know, <laughs> so he starts. <laughs> that would annoy her, me. But, you know, <laughs> so, so it's great. There's great character interaction with his mother, who's played by Louis Anderson um, in drag. Uh, <laughs> for a moment, I I was like, is he or is he? you know because really mm-hmm. deep voice, and I was sort of going, right. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's a man, you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, just for for a few minutes, but um, but he his lines are just hilarious because mm. it's obvious uh, where all of Chip Basket's problems came from in okay. his childhood <laughs> right. by the the attitude of his mother. Yeah. You know, right. the, did he go to college? I can't remember. you know? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, there's some brilliant lines, like uh, his boss at the r- rodeo, you, you know, um, he's an old boy, cowboy type mm-hmm. guy. And, uh, he tells him to, uh, ditch his clown name of Renoir and use his real name of baskets. And he, goes, you know, and he says, hey, you know how many clowns end up in baskets? That's the most perfect clown name I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so it <laughs> so, goes from there anyway. It's, it's very good. It's not all laughs, but mm. it's very dark, very dark comedy, you know, mm-hmm. in, in places. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Worth, really enjoyed a, it, worth a
1: view, if it's around? Yeah, for sure, mm. for sure, okay. for
2: sure, yeah. Um, what else we get to? Um, I got to Bridge
5: of Spies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Not a show I've seen.
5: Did it um, uh, the match expectations? It was highly <clears throat> thought of.
2: It did, yeah. It's uh, written by the Coen brothers, uh, and, or co-written by the Coen brothers, mm-hmm. directed by Spielberg, uh, mm-hmm. stars Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a Cold War thriller based on the 1960. U two incident mm-hmm. in which U mm. uh, two a Bono parachuted into <laughs> Russia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a, an east west summit coming up, and mm-hmm. uh, the Russian shot down an American spy plane. And they mm-hmm. said, "No, you didn't. It, was, it wasn't military mm-hmm. at all." And they said, "Well, actually, we've got all the pictures you took of our yeah. bases here, yeah. and we've got your pilot <laughs> who bailed out instead of you know blowing himself yeah, up." Yeah. You know, so um, so what it, it starts off as um, uh, Tom Hanks is, is a is a lawyer, and he's asked mm. to take on a case where he's going to be defending a russian spy that they've caught Mm -hmm. okay right and eventually ends up in Mm -hmm. like being a a swap Mm -hmm. okay right a swap kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it's very good it's 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 not a there's bits of action in it but it's not Mm -hmm. a big action cold war movie it's 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 very uh dialogue based and Mm -hmm. it's it's the better for it um and the sets are amazing spielberg Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just just amazing.
5: Um, is it a Tom Hanksy Wanksy kind of a movie? No, it's not actually. It's not. <laughs> okay. no,
2: no, it's not actually. Yeah, it's a. It's a good question. Actually, there's an Irish interest in here. In um, uh, Eve Hewson is in it.
5: Uh, Ali's daughter.
2: Exactly. Ah. So there is the YouTube connection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So hmm. uh it must be so
5: hard to get an audition when Ba's <laughs> your dad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so one one thing worth noting is um, that um Mark Rylance is in this. Um, he was in uh, he was in Wolf Hall with uh, Damien Damian Lewis mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and he's excellent as a, a really calm, quiet, really calm demeanour mm-hmm. spy. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> that, he's just like at one stage Tom Hanks goes, Don't you get excited about right? Or you know, mm-hmm. do you get reaction from anything? He's just no, would it help? You know yeah. <laughs> probably not. Goes, oh well then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've just been arrested for spying on yeah. American Soil. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um yeah. uh, just one other thing to note is this the, the score in it is brilliant. And mm-hmm. as we know, Spielberg and John Williams mm-hmm. have this relationship going on mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. I think out of twenty eight movies mm-hmm. since nineteen seventy four that John Williams mm-hmm. has done the score for twenty seven of them mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. But he didn't do this one okay. nor I think it was the colour purple, but he didn't do this one um because he was a bit sick mm-hmm. and he was doing Star Wars, yeah, at the time. So, mm-hmm. but
5: um, is it an original
2: score? Or? Uh, yeah, Thomas Newman does it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it, it's very, very good. And um, there's some great sequence shots, uh, you know, like showing the life and movements of the Russian spy, which is quite mm-hmm. good because all all he does is does a spy stuff, mm-hmm. comes home to a Spartan apartment and mm-hmm. paints, okay, and mm-hmm. might do self portraits mm-hmm. or yeah. you know just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, what else would I be doing? You know, yeah. that kind of
5: thing. You know, so, on, uh, on that theme, mm-hmm. how do you think it would compare to something like Deutschland 83?
2: It's different. You see, Deutschland 83, is uh, it shows a bit more of the uh, the espionage from, uh, oh my God, we're going to get caught. Oh no, we got away with it. Right. Oh my God, we're going to get caught again. Yeah. <laughs> In a different <laughs> scenario. Oh, we got away. Whereas yeah. this is, isn't it. It's mm-hmm. more about... They just show you these guys have done this and these mm-hmm. guys have done this, mm-hmm. and now this is how this is the the consequence, and okay, this yeah. is how it's dealt with. Right? You know All what right. I mean? So, yeah. um, rather than uh, the 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 high paced trigger mm-hmm. approach, yeah. let's say, mm-hmm. but I think it's a better movie for that. You know, okay. because it's not an action movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I'd highly recommend this. I mean, it's a very strong eight for me uh, for this. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a great movie, and I can see why. Um, it's been nominated in a few categories, all right. So, mm-hmm. but um, Mark Mark Rylance was the standout mm-hmm. in this, yeah, uh, yeah, supporting actor, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yep. So that was a uh, Bridge of Spies. Hmm. Um, also got to Thebe. Did you? Which is nominated on the Forjigan.
1: When I saw Thebe written down, I was like, "Is this like a Bieber fan site or something?"
4: No, <laughs> 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 no uh,
2: Thebe refers to the the uh, young uh boy mm-hmm. um and it's set in well it was the ottoman empire at the time it's world war one so mm-hmm. um it's what now is jordan israel kind of area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um and uh, it's the province of he i mm-hmm. think is how you pronounce it so a uh, young Bajoan boy uh, experiences a greatly hastened coming of age mm-hmm. um as he embarks on a perilous uh, desert journey to guide a British officer to his secret destination. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the blurb on it. Mm-hmm. Is um, his name Lawrence? No, but, you know, there's been a lot of um, comparisons made because it's in the same timeline and the mm-hmm. same sort of, I won't say, yeah, Arabian kind mm-hmm. of a setting, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, mm-hmm. No, completely different. Right. Um uh, that said, this wasn't the movie I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a journey movie. Okay. Where I guess it is a bit of a journey movie, but it's more of a coming of age movie. Mm-hmm. With, it's a what they described it as sort of like a an an ottoman or bajun western. Is, okay. Is how the director yeah. has started mm-hmm. describing it at times in interviews, right. and it's very westernist mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think if you want to, see, I think if you want to see this as a journey film, it's important that you don't stop believing
5: just get out get fucking out. get out
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so teeb is the youngest son of a recently deceased uh, sheik who is well known throughout mm-hmm. the land for knowing mm-hmm. places and how to get places mm-hmm. and so on and uh, an Englishman comes with a guide and uh, to look for another guide to get to a certain well <coughs> slash spot where he's to meet up with some of the rebel battalion fighters guys mm-hmm. right and right. Um, And Thieb's closest brother is sent to do this. Uh, He leaves and he's only over to the nearest dune when Thieb goes, oh shit, I want to go too, Mm -hmm. because he's really close to his brother. Mm -hmm. And so he runs after them, but they don't hear him and he's on a little donkey and then he starts walking and Mm -hmm. then he doesn't catch up with them till nightfall. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they're just like, oh shit, well, we can't go back. So we'll bring him with us, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and he can't send him back on his own kind of thing. So, um, but it's not going to be an easy easy journey, let's Mm say.
5: Of course. What age group are we looking at here? Is this annoying kid category? Oh,
2: definitely not. Definitely not a kid's movie.
5: No, but I mean... uh, Oh, oh, you The Kid on the Donkey. No, no, he's not... He's not one of these obnoxious seven-year-olds. No,
2: he's not a drooly type kid, no. (laughs) No, he passes the bicycle test.
1: (laughs) Don't (laughs) on yourself while acting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: No, no, he's very, very strong. In fact, Mm -hmm. I believe they did rehearsals for a year before they went anywhere near film. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I was wondering, like, okay, the kid's an extra year old. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. that was good advanced thinking there. You yeah. Know? Oh. Um, but uh, oh. yeah, the kid is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. it's. I found it, it kind of got a bit slow in uh, one or two places, but uh, it wasn't too bad. But um, I'd probably give it a strong six. Okay. All in. Okay. Yeah.
5: yeah. And in Oscar terms, you think there's better out there?
2: Well,. I've yet to see uh, Son of Saul, mm-hmm. which is meant to be very, very strong, mm-hmm. and I've yet to see France or the French uh, Mustang, is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I'll Everybody. come back to you on that. Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, Leonardi's. Who wants to? Man, talk they about talked
3: it first? about this show yeah. and they talked about this show and they <laughs> talked about it. Oh my God! I think I knew this show was happening over a year ago. That's how long they've been building it up. So Legends of Tomorrow is a DC Universe superhero TV show. It's in the same universe as Flash and Arrow and Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Constantine has been cancelled, obviously. But um, they have a collection of side characters from Arrow mainly. Um, and, Prison and, uh, and Prison Break. And Prison Break, who Michael Schofield and his brother um, <laughs> play Freezy, Freezy and Fireman.
0: Captain what, Cold. You that would get me you. Right now. I knew that would get you. <coughs>
3: so you've got Freezy Freezy and Fireman. You've got Wingy Girl and Wingy Boy. Um, then there's Doctor Who. I think. Um, <laughs> God
0: damn, <it>. yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: forgetting somebody. Oh, well, then I'm there's man. Brandon
0: Routh, yeah, formerly Superman. Then there's there's there's
3: white white martial artsy
2: girl. Yeah, and. You've got your man that's dressed in Lego, the Iron Man-y type dude.
0: Fire, Fire Cloud, Fire Cloud Hopper.
3: (laughs) Right, Sean, would you, would you help me out here and actually name the real characters that are in this show, please?
0: DC's Legends of Tomorrow consists of a group of heroes and villains, uh, many of which we've seen before in Flash and Arrow. Uh, They're being collected by uh, Rip Hunter, a Time Master Definitely not a Time Lord like in Doctor Who, played by Arthur Darville, who was most recently seen in Doctor Who. Um, the heroes and villains <laughs> he's collecting uh, are Captain Cold and fucking Fire Guy, whose name I don't know, Hawkman, Hawk Girl, the Atom, um, both parts uh, of, of the combined entity known as Firestorm. And um, is that it? No- oh, and White Canary, yeah. as you said.
2: What are the argumentative couple called again?
0: The, the ones with wings. Jackson.
2: Yeah, the ones from uh, Flash Gordon.
0: <laughs> Hawkman <laughs> and Hawk Girl. Ah, that's the one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. Um oh, Flash. Gordon. Th- it sounds like almost the the dregs that you pick out of the sink it is, of, it of is the Marvel movie. Universe. It really is, yeah, yeah. DC. DC, DC. <laughs> worse. Whatever, it's worse. all, a, it's all yeah. the same to me. No, it's
2: like, you know when you're you going into the garden and yeah. you're doing the first cleanup of spring and you mm. lift up that, that old pallet that was way down the back in the yeah. bushes oh, and all that Jesus. stuff scurries yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, come here. Grab
5: <laughs> them from there, <laughs> uh, even uh, in the barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you just kind of have to taste one, don't you? <laughs>
3: So, the, the setup for the show is that, uh, Vandal Savage has taken over the earth in some fu- far flung future. I think it's 2018.
0: 2166. Or...
3: You just came right on top of my joke there. So, I think it's in the far Sorry. flung future, like 2018 or something like that. But, um, he's destroyed the world and this Doctor Who t- archetype person has to go back and fix the future. Um, so to do that, he, he picks, a whole bunch of people that are inconsequential to the timeline, but have the gumption and the the powers that will possibly help them out. So that's kind of the setup. So each each week they're going to try and do something to thwart Vandal Savage's future. Um, and it seems like they have like he picks the the a number of the team that he wants on his like away mission to use star trek terminology Mm -hmm. and the others are just meant to like kick it back at the ship um Mm -hmm. which is exactly how it used to go on star trek Mm -hmm. um so i don't uh, that's that's the setup and there was a that was pretty much exactly what happened this week except it was a shorter plot arc because they had to do the whole what what sean described about plucking them from Mm -hmm. their various times and all You've, so raised, that
5: was it. you've raised an interesting question, Mark. Like With all these people traveling through time, it it's normally seems to be a sort of a wormhole type effort to get from one time span to the other. So there's probably lots of people trying to use the same uh, place at the same time. So I'm just wondering, is there traffic rules? In of, you know, do, do you drive on the left, yield to the right? How, how does that work? You know, when you meet somebody outside of time.
1: Rush hour is a bitch. It's, it's, it's a question
3: everyone wants to know because, um, you know, temporal mechanics are complicated enough when it's, when it's gridlock. Yeah. Oh my God. Backed up what? for hours, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I've been looking forward to the show for a long time and I was significantly underwhelmed by how it actually came came along. Um, but I think it's it's early. So, you know, when you watch a new TV show, that's an ensemble, right? Because each character gets sold at the screen time. You, it takes longer to get into it. You know, if there's a more focused uh, character uh, spread, then it's that bit easier to get connected to each yeah. one of them, right? So I think there's an element of that. They've tried to avoid that by including people that we already know, like Coleman and Fire Fireman um, have been in a lot of Barrow. And I quite like them. I really like um, Michael Schofield's character. What, what's his actor's name? Michael Schofield.
0: Name? <laughs> oh, Wentworth Miller. When and the other guy is Dominic Purcell.
3: Yeah, not a huge fan of Dominic Purcell's character, but he, he doesn't have a lot to do. He's the basic grunt, you know. But um, Dominic Purcell brings a lot to it, I think. Also, my favorite actress in the world ever is Katie Lots. Shoni, you may want to cover your ears, but it's because of her hotness. Um, no, you're, al- you're allowed to enjoy so people she, because she, of their hotness. That's no. fine. Okay. Okay. So she, she's in this and I'm glad because for a while I thought she wasn't going to be in anything after we saw her in that AI thing.
1: Ex Machina?
3: She was the robot? No, not Ex Machina. Um,
0: Lucy. Lucy? No, no the no, one that after that. that. No, no I no, forgot what it Transcendence? is. Transcendence.
3: No.
1: Just name so AI. So many movies. of these fucking things. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter.
0: But the she one with the Johnny Depp.
4: Do
2: very well. Oh, Metal Girl.
5: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> <metal> girl. <Sean. laughs> I don't know. Anyway, look at me. Talky Hum kill girl.
3: Some, <laughs> some, someone else needs to talk about Legends of Tomorrow. I think I've given my opinion. So I was underwhelmed. I am going to keep watching it for the reasons I've mentioned. Katie Loss being the chief among them.
0: Um, so, yeah, there are too many characters in this show. There just There are too many characters. Um, they've tried to get around that in a number of science fiction ways. By making two of the characters, one character for the action scenes. Um, one of whom is basically a
2: Baracus, isn't he? You have to knock him out every time you want to bring him anywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a, a running joke with that. Yeah. So, so what the show basically is in its first episode is w- would these people decide that they want to go back in time, forward in time, wherever to try and stop essentially Vandal Savage, who is immortal super Hitler. Um and so they all have their own reasons for whether or not they do that. They're told that the reason they've been chosen is because they're going to be the legends of tomorrow. And then they're all suitably disappointed when they're told actually it's because no one will ever remember you. You're not important enough that you'll be missed. Which is uh, a big blow. I like that in terms of the plot and how that uh, affects the characters that's great. Um the acting is is good like it's poppy. It's not like there's that much deep stuff going on here and when there is it's very like monolog like Brandon Routh who I love and everything gets a moment where he talks about how like isn't like I've spent my life trying to matter I just want to matter and I'm just like I want you to matter as well you're so attractive <laughs> and I want to cry along with you I want to laugh with you um and it's fun like at some at certain points you know they're just inserting lines or plot things so they can have a laugh like, go beat the shit out of some truckers, uh, in a bar. So I think it's a fun show. It's definitely flawed and I'll be excited to see how they handle it. It's an over large cast of characters. Um, I think they're going to yeah. use
3: that away, that away mission format to do it though. Cause I, I watched all of Katie Lotz's interviews and mm. she was talking, um, in an extremely attractive way about how each time they get a script, there's always a kind of, a oh, I get to work with you this week or I get to work with somebody else because they seem to split them out into smaller groups so it's a bit more manageable because it is quite a large cast.
0: Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would immediately make it a thing about uh, leadership dynamics. Like, definitely. Because um, they, they've lost a lot of faith in Rip Hunter, the guy who would be their de facto leader because he knows about time shit. But I would love to see... So you've got a very arrogant character who thus far I really don't like him, uh, but I'm sure he'll be useful for plot wrinkles, Hawkman. I'm sure we'll try and step to the fore. Um, Brandon Routh is so attractive. He should probably be the leader also. Um, But I'd really like to see Captain Cole's um, struggle with whether or not he's... It seems like he almost wants to be a good guy at certain points. So I'm very excited to see if he makes any very villainous decisions where we all go, Oh, but I thought that he was going to be nice, (laughs) Now,
2: I didn't like this. (laughs) <laughs> but that's not surprising it's, it's not my fair I'm not a big fan of well The Flash the first one yeah it was, mm. the first one was good fun because it was unique and then I sort of got tired of that because it's about a guy who runs really fast um, I don't see a whole season in it and then <laughs> Arrow I, I just never thought the quality was there and I think this mm. is kind of the same quality as Arrow but I, I know you like it Mike mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say you'd like this really? yeah well if you like Arrow I think you'd like this yeah it seems like it's made in the same studio with the same people and the same writers. Okay. You know? Well, it is. It is some
3: of the same writers, but yeah. I don't think it's Arrow, though. Yeah. Uh, Arrow Ar-
5: Ar- 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 was something of an aberration. It's it's not you know? it, it's not um, it's not Arrow, but it's close
2: enough that those who like Arrow will like this. Okay, is my point.
0: Yeah. I w- I would agree with that, but I would also say, like, it has to differentiate itself, and the way that it has is, it's not named after one person, right? It's named after a team. I think that will make it different enough. Um, that I'm not going to get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a good call. I'm excited, and also they're going to save the world, and not just a city. Okay, mm-hmm. just saying, See, like on, it's a different scale.
2: On, on my side, none of that matters really. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 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 no, but that's fair. That's fair enough. It's mm-hmm. it's just I think you, you either like this stuff or you don't, mm-hmm. and I think those that like it really like it. You know? Yeah. And, and, or, like,
3: Steve, you're you're not wrong. You know, there's yeah. there's not a lot of substance there in that first mm-hmm. episode. And, uh, and I think, yeah, Sean, Sean's nodding his head vigorously. He agrees, right? Mm-hmm. So we know a good TV show when we see one. Mm-hmm. This is probably not it, but it's so deep in our wheelhouse. Like I'm speaking for me and Sean here. Yeah, yeah. We're probably going to keep watching it and give it a chance that other people that aren't that big into superheroes wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, but for people that aren't into superheroes, there is Katie lots.
5: <laughs> you said, um, you said there was a lot of characters. Is there maybe 12 of them? And I don't know. They find a lorry load of monkey suits on the way back or. <laughs> no
0: God <laughs> I'm sure twelve monkeys will be back at some
5: point, Mike, and we can talk about it then.
2: Um okay, moving on. Um oh, uh, do, you, do you want to give it a filler, a thriller? I, I presume you you two if you're watching more, it'll be thriller.
3: See, I think people who go to watch this need to know what they're looking at. And I yeah, think yeah. we've given them a good good taste yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah. So if that's the kind of stuff you like, mm. definitely watch it. If it's not, I wouldn't bother because it's not gonna grab you in other ways. Mm. Oh, if you like Katie Lots, definitely watch it. That, that alluring, crooked smile of hers is all over this show.
2: Is Katie Lutz? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did someone see Dirty Grandpa? No. Or was that someone messing?
1: I haven't seen it, but I needed to put it on. I needed us to talk about it because the reviews for Dirty Grandpa are the best of my life. They will bring, just like Google reviews Dirty Grandpa. I read on Twitter the other day and I can't, I forgot who Mm -hmm. said it, but it was saying that basically it has given film critics a carte blanche for allowing their creativity to flow in their hatred for this film Oh, really? so I found one that I read mm-hmm. that made me laugh and I just wanted to read you some excerpts of their review of Dirty Grandpa Okay. this is Sarah, her uh, website is called mm-hmm. Cinesnark I'll only read you a few uh, excerpts um, Dirty Grandpa is a brutal soul-crushing exercise from which you will not walk away unscathed seeing this movie will change you it will make you less than you were for it will steal a part of your soul we also have She's not dramatic <laughs> Not in any way. The final product is so far removed from that glimmer of possibility as to render it nothing more than a cruel illusion. A fata Morgana produced at minute 77 of this excruciating shit pile of moving <laughs> images I call a movie in only the loosest of terms. Like, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs>
5: Uh, I think I'm going to have to see this. I was just going <laughs> to say, I was, I was like, right up your street, Mike. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it, it. It sounds like the movie equivalent of the 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 Three Wolf Moon T-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You beat me it, Mike. I was about to bring
3: that up. The, the greatest Amazon review ever of the products, as most people probably know about it. The Three Wolf shirt, I think it's Mike, I think you have one.
5: <laughs> no, it's, it's been so. on my buy list for a long time, yeah, yeah. but I just, I haven't yet felt worthy enough Wearing it, <laughs> although I'm reliably informed that it will actually give me the power to be worthy. <laughs> yeah. so that, that is the thing. That is the greatness
2: about three wolves on a shirt. Yeah. You know, the next shirt on his buy list, just under it, is the Celine Dion tour.
4: From
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's dying to rock there's that actually yeah. there's a bunch of those outside the back of the Celine Dion theater here in Vegas. Like oh. I could just grab. Oh. These. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah.
5: Just, um, just promise not to tell anybody, Sean. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Last okay, thing under- we
0: definitely won't record this and send it out in an episode. No, no that would never happen. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say one last thing on Dirty Grandpa before we move on. Who knew that this terrible film would give us? Well, it would give me so much to say. But it has brought up interesting discussions mm. on how much shit can Robert De Niro be in before we stop calling him this like legend of of cinema. Mm. Yeah, you know because. And, um, this is the feminist angle again. Mm-hmm. But think about it. There are women who can make like two bad films, and they're like, people would stop mm-hmm. banking on them. Mm-hmm. They'd stop getting roles, and people mm-hmm. would shit on them. Robert mm-hmm. De Niro Maristreep. has been in a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. A lot, maybe more crap mm-hmm. than good. I don't know. It, d- mm-hmm. it depends. But mm-hmm. he's been uh, in th- a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Huh? So
2: was Nicolas Cage.
1: Nicolas Cage yeah. was the other yeah. example in the article mm-hmm. there. I forget who wrote the article. But it was—it used Nicolas Cage as an example to like how Bob De Niro's catalog is really getting shitty, and we might need to have a discussion about it. Oh, I got to read that.
2: Did you um. write that article and then go out and burn a few bras? Or- <laughs>
4: <laughs> go on, send it. On, I, I can't wear bras. I'm That's, breastfeeding. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um, See, I, I'll
1: find the article and I will tweet it mm, to you. Cool.
5: See, the problem with all those women that have, you know, two bad movies and then their careers are over is they were never in the fucking Godfather. You know, sorry uh, yeah. <laughs> fact fact or yeah. or heat
1: alright so Godfather and Heat or Raging you... Bull mm. or yeah. Taxi Driver see those but those are all early know? career wins for him like
5: mm-hmm. yeah, there, but, has he, been in anything but he has built up so much stock he can actually make Silver an infinite number books. of shit movies
1: can women do hey. the same
5: if they had made Godfather Meryl maybe street, I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway I, I think it's a feature of the
0: business though I think it's more like let's say you make 1,000 films Right. If you if you have made can a thousand films, can we say we made a hundred films
1: just so we can work in percentiles? I can easily. Collect. Okay. So you've made hundred films, right? Let's say right. you've made a hundred films. Okay.
0: If even if fifty of those are shitty, chances are those aren't going to be talked about as much because people talk about great films and the worst ever films, but shitty films they don't talk about all that much. Also, if you deliver in in those films, if you deliver five performances that have made it into the cultural zeitgeist of the West, not just in film, but just pop culture like how many tv shows or movies or songs have referenced robert de niro literally just robert de niro or any of the parts that he has ever played you Mm. know (laughs) probably a lot more than that six what what i'm saying is i think if you have uh like if you're building yourself um some kind of uh, like career monument Mm. you only need a couple of pieces and then you can actually cover it in shit and it'll Mm. still look fairly okay yeah.
1: I guess my argument is that maybe um, Robert De Niro, as an example of men being given that pass that women are given, mm. I think. Oh, no, of no, like no, no, no. I, I don't
2: think that's true. Mm. Oh come on! I, I can think of plenty of actresses that are around that are way past her celluloid days, mm-hmm. like like Robert De Niro is, mm. Meryl Streep. <laughs> <that> a,
3: yeah, <laughs> no, but be, like we don't m- talk about Meryl Streep on yeah.
5: this show <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, I do. Do you want to know something really depressing?
1: Uh, I don't, Mike. No, not coming from you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Back in the eighties, there was a song that took over the charts uh called "Robert De Niro's Waiting" by uh, Banana Rama. Right. And it it was so huge; it was the biggest song on the planet at the time. Wait,
1: do you remember what year of nineteen eighties this was? No. No. You I'm gonna I'm no. gonna Google this while you tell me your story. But
5: you uh, they, 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 they were decision. temporarily the most famous band on the planet. And they were an all-girl band and uh you know that was really great for them. And <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> And and now they're disbanded and forgotten, and Robert De Niro is still here making shit movies. <laughs>
1: okay, Banana Rama is not forgotten number one. <clears throat> And okay. that that was released in 1984. For the record, I was three. <laughs> there you go. I was three years old. The
3: number 90. of songs that Robert De Niro's mentioned in. <laughs> so, um, I watched I watched a, a kind of a, a really short ad, basically for DC stuff. It was called uh, the making of the L- Justice League or something like that. The dawn of the Justice League. The dawn of the making of the League of Justice. <laughs> Some combination of those words, which was essentially a preview Dawn of, of the, Justice League, yeah. the Dawn of the Justice League, which is the preview of all of the DC movies that are coming up. They mentioned the TV, but they were very focused on film. So uh, as we mentioned last week, Batman versus Superman is out um, this year and it's out on the same day that Daredevil season two drops on Netflix. So now it's actually become Batman versus Superman versus Daredevil versus Punisher. <laughs> 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 in in some kind of really complicated four way um, so they were mainly building more hype for that and then it was two guys talking where one guy would say something the other guy would go oh my god that's so amazing tell me more and then the other guy would tell him about another film and he go oh my god God, that's even <laughs> more amazing. And it continued on like this for twenty minutes. It was the it was the greatest waste of time really? I've ever seen in my life. The only thing that was in it was there is a new trailer for the Suicide Squad that dropped with that with that show, which is really good. They talked oh, they yeah. talked a lot about the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad actually, mm. which is quite interesting. Mm. And they had the girl that plays Harlequin.
0: Yeah. Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Margot. Remember yeah. I was talking about she's this been earlier. in stuff, hasn't
4: she? Yeah, yeah. She Wall was in yeah. the Wall Street and, and the Big Street Short.
5: Uh she's That's in nice. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. That's coming right. Coming out soon. Yeah. WTF? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um so anyway, the Suicide Squad trailer was good. The footage of uh Doomsday that they showed, Wonder Woman was interesting. Um they talked about the Justice League movie. They talked about um there was a couple of a couple of sound bites from Ben Affleck and things like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was you know, it was like it was it was really terrible TV. It was essentially an ad. But um yeah, I suppose it gave us something vaguely newsworthy, maybe. Okay.
2: Speaking of which, let's go to the news.
3: That, that's how you drop a segue, folks.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, the Oscars row. We need to address this. We haven't been talking about this. Just the the Has- racial, racial Hashtag Ashtags. Oscars so white. It's, it's No, well, it's not just that. It's the, mm. the gender uh, balance as well as is an issue. Right. Yeah. Basically, it's not yeah.
1: diverse enough. It's white guys.
2: So reporters spoke to thousands of Academy members and the representatives to confirm the identities of more than 5,100 voters. Mm -hmm. More than 89% of the voting members, right? So they found that Oscar voters are nearly 94% white and 77% male. Black members make up about 2% and Latino less than 2%. Mm.
4: Uh,
2: They have a median age of 62. People younger than 50 constitute just 14%. Uh, Some of the Academy's 15 branches are almost exclusively white and male. Uh, whites currently make up 90% or more of every academy branch, except actors whose membership is
4: 88% white.
2: <laughs> right? And men make up more than 90% of five branches, including cinematography and visual effects.
3: Right. Check so, the the first question yes. Does that split map to the
2: split of people working in the industry? That's a very good question, and I think the Economist uh, article this week uh, examined that to see if uh, what do you call it the the the, it works out, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think it was pretty close, wasn't
5: it? It was very close for the black population. Yeah, Um, it's it's Asian and Latino. Don't yeah, they they got fucked over royally. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
2: Yeah, so the Academy is going Mm -hmm. to try and address this apparently. Mm Yeah. Sort so of made yep. a couple of changes. See, now this this isn't mm-hmm. like they're they're not putting in like um, what are they trying to do in the doll at the moment?
5: Uh, where the, the quotas mm, sell the country down the river?
2: Where no. <laughs> 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 or or they're trying to have like gender quotas in in the government here at the moment?
5: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you get uh, yeah. you get. You don't get any party funding if you don't have enough women on the ticket. That mm. kind of thing, yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah. What, uh, its goal, the Academy said, is to double the number of women and diverse members of the Academy by 2020. Mm. So, the women will compromise 48% of the organization and diverse groups will make up 14% of total membership. hmm it said it would review each member's voting status every 10 years mm. as well. You know the way you're, you're mm. now you're in for life, yeah. right? So members mm. who are active in the film industry will have the voting rights renewed for another 10 years, mm-hmm. but only members who have held voting rights for three tenure terms or who mm-hmm. have been nominated for or won an Oscar mm-hmm. will be granted lifetime voting rights.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. So I, I also noticed that it's not just... I know it's been accused of it being racist and so on, but there, there's been a lot of talk on this, like you, you mentioned there, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the numbers, you know, they, they don't fit as badly when you take, not just the population uh, uh, numbers, but the, those in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's not, not as bad as it looks initially. Mm-hmm. But then, the, who's it, Charlotte, what's her name, the English actress? Well, she sort of said, well, maybe they mm-hmm. just didn't, you know, they just weren't good enough to get voted in this year. You know? yeah. <laughs> that could be the case as it well. Happens. You know? <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens, exactly, yeah. yeah. But That's not the, I mean, it it is a whitewash at Mm -hmm. the moment, but. um, So let's. But I also noticed that in um, the foreign language movie category, Mm -hmm. that uh, of those (laughs) nominated, only two are not from Europe. So I thought that was quite continentalist.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of all of the Oscars
1: diversity issues, you're going to pick on continentalism.
5: Continentalism. Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) Jonas.
2: I just thought when, I'd, when I'd he started that in saying the international, both, yeah. when he
3: mentioned that category. I went, "Ah, for mm. fuck's sake!" Steve, <laughs> well, in, I only put it in
2: there because I knew. No. It was Is it welfare. not more <laughs> of an
3: issue that no woman has ever won Best Actor?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so last year uh, there was uh, effectively a whitewash as well, and the big problem people had with that, with no on-screen talent uh, of of any like ethnic background being nominated, really. The big problem we had with that was that we had films like Selma come out and get pretty much ignored. That's kind like, shit. Okay, we're gonna move <laughs> past that for now. <laughs> um, the point I was trying to make was this year you could try and make the argument that there weren't uh, that many films featuring people besides Straight Outta Compton, I suppose, mm-hmm. featuring people that you know maybe could or would have gotten nominated. Mm-hmm. However, that's a fucking problem. Yes. And also just because the population of people working right now and the population uh, of the Oscar nominations, while still askew is slightly less so, mm-hmm. still a problem. Um, I was, I actually just started teaching again, uh, for the semester and I, I like to give my kids, uh, some articles on stuff. Uh, we did an article called, if you hate Ewoks, but like the return of the Jedi, you understand feminist criticism. Because it's basically an article going, you're allowed to like things, critique certain parts of them for any reason, really, including feminist reasons, and then not worry uh, about being painted as a polarizing figure, i.e. feminists are man-haters. I think it's really important that we go, hey, why not fix it in this industry in particular? Um, by it, I guess I mean racial and gender imbalance, because it could be most easily fixed in this industry. In politics, it would take how long to get actually equal representation? The process is ongoing, and they're working on it, but because of the way politics works, the, amount, the length of terms people are elected for, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. it's going to take a long time. If you wanted, any studio could greenlight 20 shows
1: Of any type Mm
0: -hmm. and immediately diversify uh, and make uh, more equal uh, their representation on their network. Mm -hmm. There's no reason it couldn't happen. The Academy could have just gone, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to look at everyone's lifetime memberships now and immediately remove people who shouldn't be in it Mm -hmm. instead of waiting 10 years.
5: If you took that approach and you Mm -hmm. leveled out the Academy, Mm -hmm. Would that still solve the problem of there being no good movies for the demographic that you're trying to uh, empower?
0: Uh, No, but I'm saying this is something they could do. Also, you could make movies if you wanted, Mm. featuring people of any background, and yet people don't for some reason.
2: No, 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 no. Well, Okay, okay. we're talking about American movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. It what is podcast the American, is this? It's the, it's the American <laughs> Academy, isn't it? Yeah. This is your fault, Steve. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you I, did this to I, us. I, I, knew, I knew this would be a good discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this I'm,
0: important conversation is your fault, Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, so,
3: you know, once again, I'm reminded of how intellectually inferior I am to all mm-hmm. the rest of you, right? But are we trying to say that... Well, actually, Mike, are you saying that the films with um, racially diversified people
5: in it, whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck that means, aren't as good as the ones with white people in them? No, I'm saying that this year they weren't. Right and right, that's a perfectly fine thing to say, no, uh, whether it's true or not. And right?
1: my ears are bleeding listening and, to.
5: And, wh- and what, I w- what I would further say is, you but know, you say, "Oh, the industry is all against us and everything." Wait. I
1: actually really think we should stop this conversation. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear what <laughs> you Before <have> <laughs> we go so far that I stop listening to this podcast, <laughs> I, I want to hear what You are going to say then. Oh, I think too. Sean already very eloquently well, outlined yeah. how I feel about mm. things, which is that the fact that Mark's point that the um. The films that we're seeing may or may not map to the population that's in Hollywood is is bullshit reasoning, just because the the impetus is there that maybe we need to have more diversity in Hollywood. I think it's a fairly well-known fact that uh, Hollywood studio execs are uh, old white men, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we're seeing in the representation in the Oscars. So just because that's what mm. maybe... But they're going the, to die, though. Maybe that's what yeah. the current demographic is in Hollywood doesn't mean it should mm-hmm. stay that way. I think that there certainly needs to be more diversity and uh, the fact that we're not seeing more nominations or even more things get made that represents diverse on, populations. So, it, so,
5: look, we're just talking about the academy here, right?
1: Yeah,
2: because yeah. Robert Redford Everyone got, wants
4: to get
5: in. <laughs> now, just just <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Techno- yeah, those
0: white guys really are forcing their agenda <laughs> of having white guys be in every movie. Te- I agree. Te-
5: technology so hard on them. Technology has moved on. The market has moved on. If people want to see other kinds of movies. They will vote with their feet and go see movies that are made by independent people. You can get a camera for cheap now.
0: You know Star Wars Force Awakens featuring two minority leads is the most profitable movie of all time. There you go. People do. You know. So they make more
5: <clears throat> No 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 no. You are assuming that Hollywood is the only place you can make movies.
1: So are you saying that if we want diversity, that we basically look at look people, at Bollywood. We don't have any right to Bollywood, tell Hollywood.
5: Bollywood is hugely successful, and uh, you know it's the biggest market in the world. It's it. the biggest market in the world. That's you a, did this, a, Steve. It's a classic example. You know you did this. we don't we don't like this Hollywood <laughs> crap. We'll go out and make our own wait, stuff. So wait, so Mike, yeah.
1: Mike, honestly, are you saying that? If you're not an old white man and you still want to see movies, you have to like Bollywood or like leave I'm, the party. I'm saying,
5: I'm saying, make your own. The the world is free.
1: Okay, so I
5: don't
0: accept except all of the things that would help someone make their own films. Any avenue you could go down to try and do that, it yeah. will be more difficult if you are yeah. a minority. But we, we, if we've, we've talked about
3: something. <laughs> poor people be born without assholes.
5: <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this over and over about how Hollywood standards are going down decade by decade. There's less creativity. There's less, we less have, yeah. fucking entertainment. Yeah. It's all remakes, reboots, total shit rehash. That was our so most all worrying trend, so I the, believe. The, wasn't yeah. It? They're, so they want to make money. So and they're the only reason they're yeah. making money is because people want to see that crap. If you personally, a, want to make a movie like that, you can. If you, B, want to see a movie like that, you can watch something that Shona made. You know, yeah. the possibility is there. It's up to people themselves to stop worrying your about... Your argument is illogical. Stop worrying about somebody from above sorting your fucking problems out. Go out and do it yourself.
1: No, you. I think you've got your logic in verse there, How Mike. How so? Because you're saying that if you don't want to see that stuff, go do it yourself. But the whole point is that there is no other options. There's nothing else getting made. The, the indie so kind of industry go- is
5: huge at the lower level. And the reason it's stuck at the lower level is because there's no funding at the higher level. And the reason there's no funding at the higher level is because people won't go and watch those movies. Why don't they go and watch those movies?
1: I disagree they, with you. They
3: would. What are you talking about? They don't about? have superheroes in them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
5: I mean, you can, you can say that, you know, the Hollywood guys have the advantage of CGI and making shit look cool. Any fucking 10-year-old kid can download CGI programs free off the internet now and make shit look cool.
2: Sean, it's there. Sean, you'll be representing Is It A Bicycle at the Sundance Festival later this week, won't you?
0: Could yes, you, indeed. Could you, could you keep I surely will.
2: Could you keep an eye on on this very subject for us? This, <coughs> this point that Mike has uh, brought up, because there it tends to be yeah. the, the more independent lower, not a lower budget, but you know, well, a lot blockbuster budget. that, I'll be,
0: lots. I'll be very interested to hmm. see what kind of representation we have there. I mean, I'm actually very much looking forward to it for that reason because. Uh, one of the films I'm going to see, Yoga Hosers, um, is some young up and comers. Um, is that Canadian? I don't know. Yeah, that's the Canadian Canadian one. (laughs) Um, some people who struck out on their own and really wanted, you know, to make their own point and happened to have Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith as their dads. Um, so I'm excited to see how, you know, these people who can come out of nowhere and make these movies for themselves do at Sundance.
1: Cool. Are Irish people aware of that Canadian term, hoser?
2: As in trousers?
1: No, like you're a, you're a hoser. <laughs> Mike's a hoser. No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that, Thanks, Shona. That, We're going to get hosed if complimentary we don't move term? on, I think, it's to not, something no. to review. A
1: hoser no. is like when you're like a loser. <laughs> I love you, Mike. <laughs> oh, like, Shona. don't be a hoser. Oh. It's, yeah, it's just, it's Canadian. Hoser can
2: be, oh, it doesn't matter. That's I how, know, how I, I knew know. that was a Canadian film. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Uh So, sorry about that, Mark. <laughs> mm. I, I deliberately
3: that. avoid all talk of current affairs, <laughs> <laughs> and you force me to listen. <laughs> see, but see, that's and this is exactly why I shouldn't have opened my mouth, right? Because like I feel at least mm. partially qualified to talk about TV and film because mm. I, wa- I watch a lot of both, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen the news since mm. I left home when I was eighteen. <laughs> so I'm I'm eminently underqualified to talk about anything going on in the real world.
2: Okay, so speaking of not in the real world. Uh, tell us a bit about the fifth wave.
3: The fifth wave. Earth is under attack by an alien spaceship. And it has, atta- it's, if you think of the wave like the plagues in the Bible, it's kind of the same thing. So the first wave is earthquakes. The second wave is pestilence. You're looking puzzled at me, Steve. Have I said something you
2: miss? Um, It was the first wave, earthquakes. It was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was second wave. Sorry. What was the first wave? I'm trying to remember.
0: <laughs> first wave was earthquake. Second wave, power yeah. went out, right? No, the other way around. the other way around. Water,
3: no, Steve is right. Yeah. Steve is right. I'm yeah. sorry, Steve. I knew there was something before the earthquake. EMP was the first yeah, wave. Yeah. Then there was uh, earthquakes. Then there was pestilence in the form of a modified avian flu uh the fourth wave someone help me out wasn't it a very very big wave
0: (laughs) i thought there one of them was like tidal waves coastal areas was the second wave
3: that was the water that was the effect of the earthquakes
0: Uh, a bunch uh, of shit happens uh, to people shitload of waves terrible
3: (laughs) anyway to make a long story short this story starts at the fifth wave which is like aliens taking over Um, And then it goes back to tell us about all those other waves, which is why we have such a contentious debate about what they are. They did such a great job. And um, then they come back up to the fifth wave and the story kicks off from there.
2: Yeah. Yep. Sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah. I nearly didn't make it past 10 minutes. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I know. I dug my heels. I and... was
1: about to say could the person with the most enthusiastic review please start? But yeah, I yeah. feel like there was just be I don't a, like, I don't think it's pause. me.
2: Sean, Sean, <laughs> really? Okay.
0: Um Yeah, I mean oh. it's enthusiastic cuz I had a good time watching the film. All right, that's <laughs> <my> fine. <friend. laughs> so, right. The best part of this movie is the sound mixing. They did a great job (laughs) with the sound mixing. Uh, Honest to God, whenever those Oscars come up, I'm always like, I don't know what that means. Talk about damning with
1: faint praise. (laughs) It was, no, because
0: it was just really well done with the noises of the various waves and the humans (laughs) and animals and guns and things. It mixed together very well. It was very effective in, in it's like when the sounds got loud and when it got quiet.
3: So it's, it's very rarely that I would say this about a film, but if Shakespeare was alive today, this is the screenplay he would have written. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um. Did he write Twilight as well? No. (laughs) I think so. I I believe that. So (laughs) I really enjoyed this film. I enjoyed it from start to to finish.
2: No way. You're serious.
3: Well, I, I have to tell you what I feel, God, okay, Steve. Okay,
2: tell me, tell me why. So, I'm, 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 I'm our intrigued. Lis- our
3: listeners are paying us nothing to hear my opinion. <laughs> okay, okay. Not <laughs> lies about it. I'm intrigued. Um, so, you know, in the back of my mind, in my subconscious, I could hear you laughing at me.
2: Yes, very loudly. And I,
3: I <laughs> often hear
2: that. Age, actually,
3: yeah. <laughs> As I go about my daily life or when I'm in a conversation and someone mentions something about a car or a piece of current affair, which I think is what the singular is. I again hear you going, Oh my God, Mark, why don't you know these things? Um, so there was a, there was an element of a little Steve, angel or devil, your choice sitting on my shoulder going, How the fuck are you enjoying this? But I just continued to do so for the duration of the film. So there's a couple of things I liked. First of all, there was, um, a lot of tension around the, uh, <laughs> the survival of the key characters, right? I was um, worried about them all the way through. And I know that having to save your younger brother, younger sister, kid, whatever is cliches could be. Oh yeah. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't draw you in. Um, And that a couple of really good shots. Now the, the writing had a couple of missteps (laughs) um, in that it was predictable almost to a fault, Um but they did that a little bit on purpose because there's a couple of quote unquote twists, but they foreshadowed all of them so that you could kind of half have an idea what was coming. And then when it would come, you go, I knew that and feel <laughs> smart. And that's what really happens to me. So it was very gratifying in that sense too. I thought the female lead, whose name I don't know, Chloe Moritz, she was good. I thought that the prettier the people were around her, the worse they were at acting. Liv Schreiber was good, but he'd, he'd nothing for doing. Um, the guy that played Evan, who was, I think, the best looking of them all, mm-hmm. was poor, very mm-hmm. poor. Mm. And the guy who was slightly less good looking that she was at school with, he actually wasn't bad. So there seems to be an inverse relationship between attractiveness and acting ability. Um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it, like it kept me. I, I think
5: Mark Leonardo DiCaprio would. Big to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <very laughs> Going back opinion, to last you know, he's, week. He's
3: yeah. <laughs> but no, and to, to be honest, right? He, um, sorry, the film had a great score. It was, it was all, all pop culture stuff, all like modern day music. Um, but it was good. It was toe tapping good. And as Sean has already mentioned, the sound effects were really good. Mm-hmm. When the, when explosions were going off and there was gunfire it was really, really it was like visceral like you felt like they were whizzing by your head okay you
2: know? n- now you're taking the piss Seriously. I'm actually not <laughs> so
3: yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, yeah. it the, the, the explosions
0: finish. were fine I
3: edge, edge of my seat right to the end really enjoyed it edge of my seat can't wait for the sixth wave <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my god really? also there was an
3: image of the bear there was a teddy bear that represented the child's yeah, innocence yeah it was very well written. I thought. I thought that's some <laughs> that's some clever writing. Totally the mick
2: out of me, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just telling you how I feel. Oh man, I, uh, Mike.
3: Fair enough. It probably Steve. missed out on some diversity,
5: but apart from that, absolute <laughs>
2: oh, horseshit. Really was.
5: Oh, Steve. Really.
2: I know. Me and I mean, really, really, really. Did it deserve
5: bad. its 12A rating?
2: Ah, uh, you know, I'd watch mm. all the Twilight movies. Mm. Was back there was back, there anybody that
5: nearly movie. cursed, God. or maybe some people that nearly kissed?
2: Oh yeah, there's a bit of that and there's a bit of, you know.
5: Some people that nearly got hurt, but you didn't (laughs) see the blood. There's a bit almost a bit of
2: texting, except then they got an EMP fired, so that didn't happen. Um, and then there's, uh, there's, you know, the, the inevitable, there's the, the, the family death. You know, the mother dies. It was just like, oh great. Then the family gets split up. Oh great. Didn't see that coming. You know, mm. and it goes on and on. It's just like, I, I hate them. It's so heart wrenching I have to go and wow. find my brother across mm. this thing where all mm. these people are going to, uh, aliens, mm. and oh, people are dead.
5: Imagine if there was <laughs> snow all over no. <laughs> the planet and they had to go across yeah, yeah. the snow <laughs> to find the kid. <laughs> yeah. No, don't. this was, is this was
2: terrible. Also hard-wrenching. Really, 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 terrible. It's really terrible. You know? Mm it's just it's just, don't go fucking near stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: dialogue's horrific like okay let's start running down the list of things the dialogue's horrific um mm-hmm. the acting is very poor um like the best the acting gets is fine um <laughs> there is there uh, it's so predictable that at certain points I would like lean over to the person I was watching it with and I just went he's gonna be mostly naked now mm-hmm. and then like for sure someone would see someone being naked and i'm like and then i'd be like this is gonna be a love triangle and three two one it's a love triangle
4: <laughs> like there's a lot of
0: shit like that that it's just so it's very blatant it's very very ex- expecting and i i actually disagree with Mark. i think that the twist that they had would have been great but they let the audience in just slightly bef- like they the audience finds out any reasonable human being finds out just before I think they'd rather you know what's going on. That element of the plot was good. Uh, I mean, you know, sure. Cool. I don't think that they really handled the import of it. I didn't see any real character um, development from it, um, which is kind of like, why are you doing it then? Um And I don't know, I thought the fights were fine, but there weren't enough of them. Like, I generally, I watched this with someone who went, I thought this was just going to be, like, all fighting and shooting throughout. And I think they might have gotten away with an all right score from me, if that's what it was. Because the opening scene is tense. Um, It's a very basic, like, I don't know if I can trust you you know like classic invasion of the body snatchers type thing yeah that i liked and then it brings you back to like YA, you know young adults uh tween high school and i'm like oh it's only going to be like this for a second and it's going to get fucking visceral it's going to get like shit's going to get real real but then after an hour it yeah. just kind of stayed recovered. high school
2: it had never recovered had it
0: yeah, yeah, it just stayed it, high school. Initially,
2: I thought, oh, this mightn't be too bad. The dialogue's a bit shit and the mm-hmm. actions a bit shit, but it mightn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they went back to the high school thing. The, the, mm-hmm. And I was just... It was there never, dancing? It never came out of it. It fell into that mm-hmm. hole and never came
5: out of it. Was it what? Was there dancing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> click your fingers. It,
0: like also, that, so. <laughs> it also looks like a video game. There's a certain yeah. uh, element of the visual style that is also plot relevant, so I can't talk about it, but... It looked like a video game for a, a fair chunk of action sequence, uh, in the second or second act towards the end. Yeah, did you? Like, it looked like I was playing Metroid Prime. Like, seriously, I just felt like I was going, doo, 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 doo. Anyone who sees the movie and has played Metroid Prime, you know what I mean. It's the exact same.
3: Well, I'm ready to mark it.
0: Me too. Not I much mark, to talk I'll, about. Mark it, mark
3: Um, I'm going to give it a six. Can't wait for the sequel.
2: Sean?
0: I would give it a three, but that sound was mixed very well. I'm going to (laughs) give it a four.
2: (laughs) I think this is the lowest mark I've ever given anything, even even on the B-movie scale. Already? You're only doing this to hurt oh, me, Steve. Steve. No, Steve, no,
5: Steve. I, I mean, you can't give a movie a zero. Yeah. Careful know? now, you can't take this back. So <laughs> think carefully before but you do it, it.
2: But it's a solid one.
5: Wow. Oh, 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 solid one out of ten.
4: I, I
2: really, that's really, really don't go near it. If you want a, a crap movie that's good, go and see Tremors 5. Did you know that's out, Mike? <laughs> no. Yeah, and they're talking about Tremors 6 with Kevin Bacon returning. Excellent. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah, I know. He'll definitely be dancing. See, they're talking about shit movies that are good. You see, the other one, no way. Gosh. Good. awful, awful waste of my should life. Could. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um, the yeah, p- if they put
5: spiders and earthquakes together, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Spider quake. Spider quake. <laughs> I, mean, I think we've had that one. Torrential <laughs> avalanche.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had that one too. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Brilliant. Um, okay. So next up, we have the first of our TV, which is uh, Angie Tribeca. Who wants to tell us about this? Shona, do you want to tell us about this?
1: Angie Tribeca is a new sitcom starring Rashida Jones as a cop and there are hijinks. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> well said, <Right>. <laughs> <Well said. laughs>
2: so it's a, a, a parody comedy on thank you Steve shows. I think
1: maybe you, you should have introduced the show <laughs> yeah. no, 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 uh, uh, Angie Tribeca is mm. a parody comedy based on your first bit was sort of No, no no you can just edit it to make me sound like I was smart the first <laughs> time alright alright go I, I promise
2: I'll let us <laughs> go on <Thank> <laughs> um, yeah so this is sort of the, the your favourite kind of comedy isn't it uh, stupid humour
4: <laughs> <laughs> is she wow. is she the new girl or who is she? The <laughs> no. least? No, I remember you giving <laughs> out of bit just a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch?
2: Yeah. What was it? What was the movie we watched
4: a
5: few weeks ago? No, I was? just vacation. Between, between, yeah, between Mark That's calling
1: me the hamburger Girl, Mark I mean Mike <laughs> insulting me with every opinion he had about Oscar's <laughs> diversity and now you're telling me that this is the kind of humour I like because it's stupid I'm feeling so good about myself it's today. Okay. I mean, I, You see Canadians okay.
2: okay. just don't get sarcasm oh. but, yeah, but at least you don't oh. have baby
5: vomit on you oh. Oh. And don't worry Shona, oh, Shona, Shona next week I'm having a party and I'm going to invite you <laughs> you're totally going to invite Is that me? a party yeah, for yeah. two? <laughs> no,
4: Be careful Shona it's probably his pants party So
3: anyway we invites white people to that party. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Angie So Angie Angie is so far into slapstick that there's almost no recovery. So it's 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 ridiculously,
2: ridiculously slapstick. It is um
3: every
1: si- every single line is kind of like a hey hey get this viewer hey hey <laughs> i'd like
2: to point out it's written by steve carell and his wife i know yeah and they've done two seasons already
1: expectations were high yeah
2: um yeah so i i kind of like this stuff i used to love police squad i used to love it naked Gun. all you know mm-hmm. yes yeah, right and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but uh, just this this just, I don't know why it just didn't make, well, I do know why, but it just didn't make it to that. They just got a little bit too silly and the dialogue was a little bit too flaky and a little bit awkward in places, but there was a lot of it laughed mm. at, you know, but don't think it's Did was you strong. give
1: me one example of something stronger. you laughed at?
2: The dog, where they just, uh, the dog is partnered up with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> got his guy. own badge. He's got his own badge <laughs> and they treat him like a human, you know? And I just Everything thought that was hilarious. Exactly. The dog yeah. was holding the, the punch bag in the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, was brilliant. I thought that was very funny I think
1: that sounds funnier Than it actually was to watch Because watching it You're just like Oh isn't that hilarious The dog is just another
0: partner I laughed laughed It was a bit funny When the two
3: lads Took their shirts off And started
5: pinching (laughs) Each other's nipples
4: Did
1: you really think That was funny When they were grappling On the lawn It was a bit funny
5: And what about When her partner Went into the elevator
1: (laughs) you, You thought that was funny that wasn't funny, laughing.
5: mate. That was that was fucking I telegraphed. Now, there's a there's an open
2: now. They take the piss out of like uh, you know CSI. Uh, all, all the all the cop shows really. At least yeah.
3: yeah. Actually, do you know what your man was shouting? Do you know, she puts takes off the shades or puts on the shades and says something, and the guy starts screaming going, "Yeah!" Like CSI yeah, Miami right, used to yeah, do. Yeah. And I was going that's CSI Miami, and then it cut back, and the guy stops shouting. That's that's clever, though. That's clever. But most of the humor isn't clever, though. No, like when they're very very obvious mm -hmm. humor. When they're chatting to the Mm -hmm. widower, and she she starts by offering out like a fairy cake, and then it's a donut, and then it's ribs. No, before her, she's
2: pretty bad too. They they um they actually exactly they played out those jokes that went a little bit too far with them. If they went on too long, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, Sean
3: mentioned Lisa draw Phoebe from Friends is oh, in yeah, it like, yeah, and, and Phoebe true. was going on about how she'd seen the yeah, mayor's yeah, pee pee, and yeah, it was yeah. just, yeah. It just wasn't funny. The first like, thing she said it four more like, times. Oh, do you?
1: And then what? she's just like, "I've seen his nether regions, the bikini region." His peepee, and like she just—the joke but, is that she gets more and more explicit, trying to be like evasive, but it's not really that funny. But
0: the, this is the, but the joke: guy, is that she didn't see his peepee. <laughs> yes.
3: Spoiler.
1: We've, we, we've said like pee three times in no. this episode now, and that is three times too many. Hmm. Like Weiner. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dong.
3: Well, <laughs> you know, it's like if you're into that kind of humor, maybe mm-hmm. I, I've like it's it's not really my style. I think that there were some some saving graces to it but I don't mm. think I'd ever watch it again like mm.
2: <laughs> yeah no I don't think so either actually one thing I did pick up on uh, uh, throughout the season you know the introduction where it has her doing her training montage at home yeah. in the house and, yeah. and you know she's doing the boxing and all the rest it, and then she starts trashing she destroys the, place, the apartment she destroys it and then all the lads are you know walking in with their paintbrushes and stuff uh, you know is waiting mm. for her to come out well apparently she does something a little bit different at the start of every episode okay? so to mix it up so then it that becomes the joke Mm. rather done. So it's, right. it's like the Simpsons be... openings then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah, it, the okay. couch gag. So they, they do a few mm-hmm. things like that, you mm-hmm.
5: know, um that
2: are running gags, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So
0: I w- I would like to Oh, sorry, I don't want to interrupt anybody. No, go ahead. But I go. I would like to argue that there's a couple of different styles of humor in this. Um there is the really obnoxious obvious like pratfall slapstick mm. fart joke, you know, yeah. toilet yeah. humor. Mm-hmm that's one level sure they have a lot of jokes like that then the next layer is they have here's dumb absurdist stuff yeah and the next level then is the actual satire not just of police procedurals but of in particular police procedurals but also tv writing like the idea that at one point she has a bag of weapons and she at at the start of the show she throws that at like a dummy to practice yeah and then it's like the way that she catches the bad guys is foreshadowed earlier on in the, yeah, episode. Yeah, the episode. I really do like, because when that happened, I like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, their thing is that they're going to keep going. Like, yes, mm-hmm. they will tell jokes sometimes too many times, but they're going to keep look, just pushing it until it gets to the point where they can do anything. Like, you know, like when she beats up the partner and he's absolutely, his face is destroyed.
2: Like yeah. I like
0: <laughs> I like the landscape they've created to hang jokes on. The first show, the first episode the pilot, I think might be too much about here's how we're doing this. Yeah. Here's what this is. Mm-hmm. I'd be very excited to see what they do in like episode two to see if they actually are like, we're going to keep pushing this and we don't have to tell you everything that's going to happen now. We're just going to mm-hmm. go.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think this is badly done. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted this to be, especially with Steve Carell and Rashida Jones, I thought this would be my type of humor. Um, I would say contrary to Stephen's assessment See, of, I, my, know, my you, I knew you didn't like stupid <laughs> humor. That's what I said at the very start. Um, this is way too obvious, and it's not funny obvious. I think if they did kind of less, Of like the, hey, hey, viewer, are you you in on this? Hey. But the whole show is based on the viewer being in on the joke. But Mm. it it makes it makes it there's no other writing except for Mm. like, hey, hey, you guys. There was actually a running. Well, there was. okay every time there was a car scene. (laughs) www.ford.com showed at the bottom of the screen. And it was a different model each time.
0: (laughs) It was a different car every time, yeah.
1: I didn't get that that was a joke. I actually had to check if that's how American TV works now. I'm like, wow, do they do they show websites now when they use product placement? I didn't get that was a joke. I didn't even. know they, they were
5: different cars. Yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one red, one white, all different models. One big one,
0: one medium, big not one. I Oh, the model like the, of the cops
1: car. drive different cars every time they got into a car. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah didn't everyone, notice. Everyone, yeah, did not. The new notice. Ford model for you to check out. Oh, yeah, Maybe yeah, you yeah. should go to ford. Com. See if, yeah. you, if they have one of these available.
5: I mean, they go into somebody's house in a white car and then come out and get into a red car.
0: <laughs> Didn't
5: notice. Ford.com.
1: <laughs> See, I I think it's a bad sign if this if this humor is so stupid and yet it goes over my head because <laughs> I didn't get a bad any sign of that. That's for the
0: show yeah. though,
1: is it?
2: <laughs> I have to say that that joke is a lot funnier now than it was at the yeah. time. Though. You know when you're when you're thinking back and you go, oh yeah, that was great. I just uh,
1: thought it was actually I just thought that was how a product placement worked in American <laughs> television. Now okay. I honestly didn't even get it, it was a joke. Uh, There was one time I laughed in the episode, and mm, I can't even remember what it what it was that made me laugh. Once I laughed, mostly I thought it was stupid. Okay,
2: (laughs) so fitter. (laughs) I'm so
1: disappointed.
2: Fitter for you, but
1: I hear that Rashida Jones has had two pilots picked Mm. up that she's co written with Amy Poehler, so I will Mm. watch those. Okay, filler on this one for me.
5: Mike, I was never a really big Rashida Jones fan. Uh huh. Until I saw this, and now she is my new favorite person in the whole universe. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the funniest thing I've seen in fucking years. <laughs> I laugh my ass off from start to finish. Really, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm a proud defender of lowest common denominator <laughs> humor. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they were so obvious. I love the fact that they... They just kept hammering the same joke home over yeah. and over. Is it funny yet? Oh, you probably think it's not so funny now. Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, now it's funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think maybe next week, Mike, when I come over to this party you're inviting me to, maybe we'll watch the episode again yeah. because I might find it funny watching yeah. somebody else laugh at it. <laughs> maybe. maybe yeah.
5: <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was a fantastic parody of every shitty cop procedural yeah. crap that we've watched for the last ten years. Yeah. Fifty years. I either. believe
2: it even goes into like Bond as well. It takes a make out of Bond. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like that movie. Like movies aren't yeah. safe either, you know. So. Um, it was and even the whole shit joke. Like,
0: the parkour joke where it was a very <laughs> yeah. obvious stuntman man yeah. <laughs> re- replacing and the unnecessary parkour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the run your man was doing where he yeah. just kind of like threw his arms and yeah, walked yeah. quickly. <laughs>
5: and and the, I mean, you have to point out the cast. That was probably the the best ensemble of TV. Cast members ever, ever put together. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like, if you look through it, there are people from V. Oh, really? You know, people from Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> you know, virtually everybody in this, you look the at Ballistic them saying. Oh, from I remember. Yeah, he was in that. I can't remember his name, but I know his face. <laughs>
0: You know? Truly, these actors have worked before. <laughs> oh. what's,
5: what's, what's that Felicity Smoke, who was the CSI expert?
0: From Arrow? Smoke yeah. From Arrow?
5: Monica Schroeder. What about her? Was that her in this?
0: Oh no, I probably would have... I would like to think that I would have made a very loud squee if I noticed that. <laughs> not <a> squee. squee-, <laughs>
2: squee- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I take a thriller then, Mike. <laughs>
5: Yes, if if you have you know no standards or morals or really any sort of redeeming qualities about your personality, you would fucking love this show, um, as I did, and it's a thriller for me.
2: <laughs> okay, all right, uh, Mark.
3: Oh, it's filler for me, Steve. I laughed a couple of times, but nothing like the amount of times I'd need to to watch this again.
0: Uh, Sean. Thriller, Angie Tribeca. She fights crimes and sometimes stops to work out in between working out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theme song I'm trying to get on the show.
3: Keep working. I think on you'll, you'll probably appreciate when you see the podcast posted this week because the dog we talked about is in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, let me hmm. see. What am I going to? Yeah, I, you see, I'm going to watch episode two. Mm hmm. Because I want to see how many of these jokes repeat. and like you mm-hmm, said. The runners, yeah. yeah, yeah, I want to see if the runners and they are, I'm not spoon fed. This is why you should mm. laugh at this, you know, so it might mm. it might rescue itself, but if if they keep doing the look, this is why it's funny, and here's another reason. Mm. And here's another reason yeah, if they keep doing that I, I don't think I'll watch any more of it. But, but I'll give it another chance. So based on that I'll give it a thriller then. Mm. Um but like I said, it's it's nowhere near as strong as Police
5: Squad or Sledgehammer. Um you know oh, that was just so classic Man, They God. should bring Sled, uh, Sledgehammer back. Oh, it was you, a know, fun, that, you know it only ran for two years. Really? Yeah. It was the two best years of yeah. my life. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: Great final episode of that show as well.
5: Yeah.
4: The uh, nuke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, next up we've got the second of our movies, which is uh Room. Who wants to tell us about Room? Their room? <sighs> <sighs>
1: Room is um a movie with a strong Irish presence. We have Lenny Abraham as director, who's an Irishman uh starring Bree Lawson, who plays Mama or ma I think it uh, tells the story um of a woman who was captured by a man and locked up in his shed in the back garden uh, over several years. <clears throat> Due to a rape, uh she has a child, and it's the story of ma raising the boy in this <clears throat> solitary confinement unbeknownst to the rest of the world and their eventual escape, which is how they're promoting it they're including that information yeah. in their promotion it's not, it's not it's not a spoiler um no, it's not a spoiler, so it tells the story of how they get out and how this boy, who's only lived in a room uh that's quite small with his mother, adjusts to life in the real world. There we go. Adapted from the book uh, by the Irish writer Emma O'Donoghue, called Room.
4: Hmm. I
2: see it's made in conjunction with the Irish Film Board. and
1: Canada, Canada. Film Board, yeah. yeah. We had a lot of Canadian. The little boy, um, mm-hmm. is it Michael Tremblay? It's mm-hmm. Canadian. It's filmed in a few Canadian places. Uh, yeah, so Canadian-Irish presence.
2: I have to say, he was fantastic. I've heard An- another...
1: I'm going to see this tomorrow, so I haven't seen oh, it yet, right. but I'm looking forward to seeing this first thing in the morning. It's the mom and baby film tomorrow, so I will mm. ball my eyes to it. Note to mm-hmm. self, do not wear mascara tomorrow. Yeah. The screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, he was fantastic. He, he was, mm. It was another movie where it was, uh you know, actually delighted to see that they've sorted out child actors, it seems. <laughs> <you> <laughs> know. Um, yeah, he was really good. At, like I was saying in T earlier, he, he, you know, he... he he I believe that he was
1: has know. never lived anywhere except for exactly. this room, doesn't know yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know every um interview I've listened to with Lenny Abraham and with Bree Larson when people have commented on what a good child yeah. actor he is, both uh both of them and actually anyone in the cast has the first thing that they've responded to that by is saying it's actually down to Lenny Abraham, the director, coaxing these performances out of the kid, you know, kind of talking to him like he would talk to his own eight year old son. Mm-hmm and um getting him to try different situations so that the child is kind of never really aware when he's acting in a scene of kind of what the bigger picture is what the story is is being told because you don't want to traumatize a kid about what what he's doing Mm -hmm. so the director had to come up with all these scenarios and kind of games um to get this performance out of him so anytime anyone is complimenting this kid on his acting in interviews with the adult uh People in this involved in this film—they all compliment that performance down to the director. Wow, because
2: you know, mm. I, I I just noticed that not all the scenes that he's in are short. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So you know, he's he's got mm. a lot for doing. Let's say, mm-hmm. yeah. um, in in this
1: movie,
5: yeah. They had to do something similar similar with uh, Regan in The Exorcist, because um, she was quite young, obviously yeah. filming that and. Like they couldn't tell the poor kid yeah, what yeah. the hell she was saying, you know? <laughs> Yeah, how do
1: you get the performance without letting them know what they're doing? Yeah, you know?
5: Jesus, because that's definitely not one you want to get uh, uh, in on.
1: But apparently Room doesn't really focus on the very dark context, let's say, of how she got into the room, you know?
4: Mm, no. Yep.
5: I, I think this, this story that makes it is all told through to
3: the eyes of the child. Yes. Hmm. Sorry, Mark. Thank you. If Good it point. wasn't... It would have been too horrifying to be shown on t v like absolutely mm-hmm. um children have a have a great way of creating I, I guess their own worlds um mm-hmm. and it's part of letting their imaginations run wild right so mm-hmm. he was trapped in a small room he didn't know any different. His mother had created a scenario to tell him where he didn't worry about it, so he got up every day and he was in his room he didn't expect any different he didn't know there was anything else to worry about, so he just got on with it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that was all that saved the audience from the horror of their predicament because every so often you get a voiceover from the kid and you go, well, he's actually okay, you know, and then you would think that, well, she's in there with him. So she's, you know, maybe it's not as bad as you think because they've got each other like, but had they told any of that story from the point of view of the mother? Like I barely made it through it as it was. It was just so heart wrenching, all of it. Like I cried more or less for two hours, ten minutes watching this film. Like, um, and then like a good film, you know, makes you makes you think, which is something I really try and avoid um, <laughs> yeah. on on the main. But like this, you know, because like I'm I'm not a dad for very long, and you can't help but go. Imagine if you're in that room now and you're trapped, like. And when you put away all the stuff, like, well, I'd totally hammer that guy and get out. And you go, know, mm-hmm. but let's say you were trapped in a room and you couldn't, you know, like, oh my God, the sheer horror of what she was trying to do and what she had to endure. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the outside, um, it's, it's, it's nearly worse in some ways. And I thought they did a good challenges. job of that. And again, that was through the eyes of the child. If they, if they told that through her eyes, mm-hmm. it would have been again, just too horrific to watch. Like, yeah.
1: I think that's a really uh, good point. Yeah. Uh, the simplicity and the innocence is what saves it from being unwatchable. Yeah.
3: Cause he, he doesn't get it. You know, he doesn't, and, he doesn't get it. And that's why it. it's and, called room.
1: Because in yeah. his world, his world is so small that everything is defined by the definite object. It's not mm-hmm. a room. Cause in his world, there is no other room. It is just room. room. You know, yeah, that's yeah. why it's mm-hmm. called exactly. room. He also has chair. He has table. There is a brown For spot, which is like mm. a stain on the carpet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where his mom had, had a miscarriage before, but he just calls it like the brown spot. Mm-hmm. He looks, um, he's excited about getting brown bananas because his mom has told him like they're sweet like candy mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, so he's excited. He doesn't know that brown bananas are the shitty bananas, you mm-hmm.
3: know? Yeah. Um, and like I, I was immediately start thinking then I, I wasn't thinking about Avery, my, my kid strangely, while I was watching this. I was thinking about Neo mm-hmm.
5: because <laughs> Neo Your
3: spends dog. a lot of time in my house. Mm-hmm. And then I was going, like, this house is Neo's room in a lot of ways. Mm. So I watched this on Friday night. And then on Saturday, we went for the longest walk we've gone on. <laughs> in I don't know how long. And I was here, dude, we, I'm cork, not even yeah. going to bring the lead. You just run wherever you like,
1: but not in front of cars.
3: No, it's, I, I brought him to a place where everybody walks their dogs and let her, Kenny. Um, okay. it's actually around where I work. And, uh, there was just, he was having such fun till he met the big black dog. They need, to, they need to run back to me at great speed. But anyway, it's, it, you know, it, it's thought provoking. It, I was immediately captured in the room with them and, uh, the performances and just the, the tone they set. The tone is, is something that's worth mentioning as well. So when they get out, um, leading up to them getting out, it didn't happen the way I expected at all. And that was my my heart has been just torn asunder yeah. watching that unfold yeah me too um, yeah. but uh, it was completely not what I expected but I, I don't want I don't want to get into spoiler territory with that so we just leave it there but when they get out initially everything is so bright but then it fades back to the same lighting they're using in the room for the most part and I thought that was really interesting because there was that was obviously in pathetic fallacy with, with uh, the mother and, and the son to a degree as well but I think it's it's very well put together film it's so simple um, but so powerful and I really, really enjoyed it.
2: That's the word. It's powerful. And, you know, obviously it's emotional, dramatic, edge of the seat at times, you know, fantastic fantastic script, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, power, powerful, I, I think, pretty much sums it up, you know. Um, yeah, it's one I'd, I'd certainly recommend.
1: Tell me about Brie Larson's performance. She's brilliant. <coughs> She's
2: brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that...
1: It must uh, exactly. be heartbreaking, like, Oh, yeah. How she conveys, I'm really looking forward to seeing this tomorrow, but you know, a woman who does know that there's a world outside this room, who does know the context of why she's in this room, who knows, you know, how her son came to be, who his father is, what it's going to be like, you know, getting back on the outsides. I'm.
2: Yeah, and there's a certain point where you can see that the frustration and you can see the. You know the, you know the, all the emotions that she's going through—the anger and the sadness and so on—and mm-hmm. then when she's explaining, you know, uh, that there's an outside world, mm-hmm. that's you know you you can see almost like a relief as well. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, apart from that, it, like uh, you can see it all through the movie that mm-hmm. she just she carries the role brilliantly, and and she just, you know, even without saying anything, and it's not that she's changing her, uh, you know, her facial expression that much, but it's almost, you know, just detectable, you know, the, right. The, you know, uh, she, she's just really good. Read, really, really So strong she enough, got yeah.
1: nominated for an Oscar, didn't she? Best Actress? Yeah, a- yeah, I actress? believe so. Yeah, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, she should. What,
4: she what absolutely do you think? should.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: When you think winning? She winning? she was
2: Possibly. seamless.
3: I, I She could easily win for this. Yeah. yeah. She was completely seamless in the role. Is it, is it, is
0: it a lead role?
1: I yeah. think she was yeah, nominated mm-hmm. for a lead role. Yeah.
3: I'd probably dispute that, maybe.
0: She's Best supo- actress? She, no, she's supporting the kid, like. The kid is the lead. She's the lead female. So you could argue that best actress, you know. Anyways, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. enough. But either way, whatever Oscar she's up for, she deserves.
1: Right. One thing I've heard, Um, I was listening to the Irish Times Uh, do a podcast called Women's Hour and I was listening to it the other week on a run and uh, they were interviewing um, Emma O'Donoghue and she was talking about um, Lenny Abraham when she was she worked on the screenplay like Emma O'Donoghue who wrote the book also wrote the screenplay and she worked on it for several years before um they began f- filming it so she had lots of time to kind of get the tone right and two things that she was saying about the tone of the film which I think are the only things that are going to allow me to watch this film she said that um she really wanted to focus on what you guys were saying in the beginning that it's really about the love between a mother yeah. and her child yeah it's not meant to be Depressing. I mean, maybe like you were saying, Mark, that simplicity and the innocence told through the child's eyes, you're kind of saved from the worst of that reality being made explicit. And instead, apparently, they're focusing on the love for a mom and a child. And it's supposed to be, um, kind of a redeeming or at least a hopeful story.
2: Yeah. And along
1: those lines, when they were getting ready, when the screenplay was done and they were getting ready to start shooting the film and they were looking at directors, Lenny Abramson, Wrote a letter to Emma O'Donoghue explaining why he wanted to be the director because he didn't think as an Irish kind of small town guy that, uh, you know, he had any shot. He thought that they'd be, you know, shopping around to big directors. And in his letter, he, his plea for, for doing this film was because his vision was the same as Emma O'Donoghue's, that, you know, this is a story of love. Ultimately, it's uplifting even if the, the subject matter is really difficult. And I'm really banking on that to be true because otherwise I think it would be a really hard film for me to watch.
2: Yeah, and it really comes across, you know, Does it? as a mother, you know, that she it's it's not just the love for her child. You can, well, it is because she has got so much patience and so much. She's so diligent about homeschooling and about exercise and you know she's created games so that they can do it within their room. Mm-hmm. You know. um... Yeah, and even uh, it makes it
1: so that their reality isn't excruciating to watch as as yeah for sure. But, know but even it.
2: afterwards, like when they're when they're out, uh, you know, her main focus isn't her getting her life back so much as making sure that or are showing him the world,
4: right?
1: Yeah, you
2: know, this is you know this is what the world is about, and here are all these experiences, and we're going to do everything, you know, to see what we like,
1: right? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
2: you know, so uh, yeah. Yeah. So
1: one thing I heard someone describing during the week, um, I think it was their review of The Revenant, and they were saying that they didn't enjoy the film. They found it to be like two hours of stressful viewing that was good, yeah. but they didn't enjoy it. Would you say that Room is in the similar vein that you couldn't like the film, you can only endure it because of its stress? Or no. do you think that there are, it's... it's I, I, Likeable I, or watchable? I'd totally
5: be on board with that. Would you? Yeah, I thought the yeah. the fact that they told it through the kids' eyes made it worse. Right. Because you know what's going on, and the the pathetic naivety of it is just like, oh, Jesus! It almost so highlights
1: nice. how bad the situation is. Oh um, <laughs> man, it was I,
5: brutal. I saw that as as
2: a more protective. Kind of shroud over the kid—the oh, fact that he didn't know any different—that yeah, so that, that,
5: that is the saving grace, really. You know, for me, that magnified. It. That was oh, the yeah, device for, for, to,
2: for you watching it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
5: in terms of impact on the viewer, I thought that made oh, okay, it ten times right. worse wow. than if you told it through the mother's. Whereas slides. I
2: felt kind of comforted that he didn't know any different. Hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, and there were times like when they're, you know, playing games or just hanging out or whatever, mm-hmm. where you could see that. You know, I was actually enjoying that interaction or like when he got up in the morning and he's sort of saying hello, like you're saying mm-hmm. to the, the only mm-hmm. things that he knew. Hello, sync. Mm-hmm. Hello, chair number one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hello, chair number two and so on. Um, but it wasn't that that was just his routine. And I, I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of nice.
1: See, you know, when I was mm-hmm. reading the book, I agree with you, Mike. Like the first my first response was that it really annoyed me that I was mm-hmm. reading through a kid's eyes. It yeah. just it it bothered me as as uh-huh. as a reader. Um, but I think I started with your perspective, Mike, mm-hmm. but then I kind of moved to more w Mark and Steve are saying that mm-hmm. I was glad that it was told that way because I think the other way would, would be just mm-hmm. too hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd, that's, I'd be- that's, I don't know if it's the horror that's being magnified, though, Mike, mm-hmm. because if you saw that through. Is it Brie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you saw that through her eyes, then you're dealing with. Mm-hmm the very adult nature of what's happening to her every day. Like. Mm-hmm. But that, and go on, go on. And and you're probably going to say you know that's happening anyway. But there's mm-hmm. a big difference between knowing something's happening and, and hearing about it in visceral detail. Like. Mm-hmm.
5: But that's the thing. If you had told it through the mother's eyes, it would have been just another sad story.
1: Exactly, yeah. Uh,
5: but the fact that it's through the kid, you have to use your own imagination to to fill in the blanks. And that's you know it's the mark of a good horror, even though this isn't a horror, but that's that's how great horrors work is that they they don't spoon feed you, they let you do the filling in of the blanks and i I thought that was the the greatness of this movie um I think this movie couldn't have worked except for the actors if you just gave that script, yeah, to any two random actors. It probably wouldn't be a shit movie. I mean, it's a pretty simple story. I, I, I guess. There's not a lot to it. And like you said, the, the, the director was, you know, the
1: key there. Key, oh, well, obviously
2: mm-hmm. the is obviously going to be key, but yeah, it, it, more, more to the point, I think, mm-hmm. in this case. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, fair play to them. They, they carried it big time. <laughs> it's, uh, but I, uh, I mean, coming back to what Sean was saying. I I don't think I could recommend anybody to watch this. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking horrible movie. Hmm. It's brilliant, but it's horrible. I think I could though.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I'm not tra- traumatized by it. Yeah. There's a lot of crap we watched, it, like fifth wave. <laughs> I, I was pretty traumatized after that. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, yeah. but uh, no, I I think this, <coughs> like like we said already, we mm-hmm. said the word par- powerful. I think it's a powerful mm-hmm. movie. Um. Yeah, um, I think I could recommend it. And I think it's a very, very strong nine for me for this. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And also, uh, just as a point of interest, um, with Dosker's mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh nomination, she is one to five.
1: Really? Um, oh, yeah?
2: Whereas
5: Sir Ronan
2: is five to one. Yeah, really? Yeah. Hmm. And then to go down in 15, 25, and mm-hmm. yeah, 25 to 1 well. Yeah, for the rest. Yeah.
5: Well, I, I don't think there's any comparison between Brie and Searsha, to be honest. No. Not On this, the two performances. Not in this case. Yeah. Um, now, Searsha was
2: brilliant in it, but this hmm. this one is just... Well. Other yeah, so level. Much, so much. Yeah, no. totally.
5: Total and I'd, I'd almost be inclined to put the young lad up against Leonardo for best actor, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest.
1: <laughs> but I think knowing that what we've heard from Brie Larson and Lenny as well, that mm. a lot of that performance is coaxed from a director. Mm-hmm. You maybe have to give a bit more, um a bit more kudos to, to Lenny and when he was able to coax out of the kid. If the kid's mm. not going in there memorizing all mm. of his lines, you know, studying character or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, there might be a lot of work being done behind the mm. camera to get that performance. Whereas Leonardo wow. DiCaprio, you know, Hasn't shut oh. up about how much you know he got into his character. Uh-huh.
5: Well, <laughs> I'd oh, say really. even you know even the Leonardo DiCaprio's of this world, the directors have to work with them. Yeah, that's true. To to, to yeah. realize the vision, you know, it, mm. it doesn't matter what level you're mm-hmm. at. That there's a certain amount goes in. Yeah, into it. oh,
1: definitely um, for sure. So,
5: so I yeah. don't think you can accuse you can accuse the kid of cheating because the director. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't. Have, yeah, that's that's fair. What would you mark this then, Mike?
5: I wouldn't go quite as high as Steve. I thought it was an excellent movie. Uh I thought it was a very disturbing movie. I certainly didn't enjoy it. Um, I would give it an eight. I would give it higher if it had a better score and more memorable lines. Okay. Sound mixing. Maybe I didn't notice the sound mixing, to be honest. <laughs> but... uh yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great movie. If wow. you if you don't cry too easily, go ahead and watch it.
1: And if you do cry easily?
5: You probably watch the Smurfs or something. Well, I'm going to see this first
1: thing in the morning, so I'll let you know tomorrow. I will take a selfie when the movie is done yeah. and that will show you guys how bad my eyes are.
3: Well, it's going to be an eight for me. Um, it is very close to a nine. Um, the lack of explosions... And Zombies. gunfire <laughs> yeah, yeah. is probably what does it. If there was even a cameo by Vin Diesel, it would have pushed it over for me.
1: Even if the microwave had exploded, something.
3: Although William H. Macy was in it for a bit. So. <laughs> he was briefly in it, yeah. No, it's 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 a um, tremendous film. It's just tremendous. Um, as someone who cries relatively easy, I just, I barely made it through it, like. Jesus, like,
1: I'm going to have to fortify myself tomorrow, so.
3: mm. No, but like. If if I could have done it in the cinema without being obnoxious, I would have texted anybody. Just so I felt like I had company. <laughs> <laughs> See Mark,
1: I'm gonna be holding my baby while I watch this, so I feel like that will be a comfort.
5: That should help, yeah. yeah. That should help. Um, um actually now that I think of it, there's no skylights in uh, in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: also, Shona, it's gonna be you with your child in a dark room. Yeah. Right? It will be, yeah. Mm. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Hmm. One they went into voluntarily. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Take, Fair take enough. take note I mean, of I'd the be exits the before doors. you get in there. Yeah, um, I just pee a
0: bunch of times. <laughs>
2: I'm just looking at the best picture odds here on the same, um and room is eighty to one. Oh wow! Hmm. Guess what? Mad Max Fury Road is. It's
1: got it's so many nominations. 25
2: to one. It's thirty-three to one. Well, it's close. What the hell? Hmm. Um, I still haven't seen that. You know. So uh, this, don't this, bother. This is the, this is the list, right? Ah, and great. this is the order in which the odds are going, right? So the, their favorite is. Is the, this Vegas or Paddy Power? This is Paddy Power, right? Okay. So their favorite is, the, uh, the Big Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Spotlight, The Revenant, The Martian, Mad Max, Room, Bridge of Spies, and Brooklyn. Hmm.
1: Is that in ascending or descending order? Desc- like- descending.
2: Descending.
0: Mm. Yeah, Brooklyn's 100. Most favorited was the first one yeah, you yeah. said. Yeah, the
2: big, okay. the big short is 11 okay. to 10.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't no. know if we were starting with the most popular. Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Brooklyn is who? What they're all saying
2: is no. going to is the least favorite.
1: Oh, sorry. One hundred to one. No. Oh, starting with the most favorite,
2: sorry. ending with so the, least the big favorite.
1: short is the big one to yeah, see. Yeah, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to seeing that. It looks good.
2: Mm. And uh, I think next week we'll be looking at Spotlight. So that should be good. And we've seen Revenant, The Martian, Mad Max, Room, Bridge of Spies, and
5: Brooklyn.
1: Alright then. Mm-hmm. We're like
5: all over this Oscar shit, huh? Eh? All over.
0: <laughs> Just the big short to see, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Um, oh, the big
2: short, yeah. 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 I, I might sneak that one in for uh, next hmm. week myself.
3: Actually. Oh, did, has anyone watched The Danish Girl? I was hoping to talk about that. <laughs> 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 we'll
0: have to leave it for a couple of weeks from now, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
2: Okay, uh, next up, we have some previews and coming to a bicycle near you. So the first one is from, uh, Key and Peel. It's called Kianu. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, what a,
3: what a, what a great, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what a great, yeah. um, trailer.
4: It's yeah. Such
1: a good trailer. Like, yeah. they make it like a, Mafia gangster movie about a cat named Keanu. Like, what a better reason to watch a film than a cute cat?
2: uh, IMDb describes it as
0: "Friends," a satire of John Wick. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Friends hatch a plot to retrieve a stolen cat by posing as drug dealers for a street gang. Yeah.
5: So (laughs) this could well be my favorite movie of 2016. I was thinking this will be at the (laughs) bikies. It it actually does look I'm gonna funny. I'm going to face you all down next December. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does look funny. Doesn't it? So I yeah, think I this know. is an
1: example of humor compared to um God I've already forgotten Angie Tribeca Angie that Tribeca. is just like it's still kind of I don't, don't want to call it base but yeah I it know just, what you mean it's, yep. it's silly but it yep. looks, looks like it's really well done well, silly like your really man Kean Peel, Peele yeah, you know he's yeah, yeah. like talking on the phone to his wife <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. like why are you talking like that I talk like that sometimes <laughs> yeah. That's silly, okay. you sound like John Ritter normally <laughs> 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 I must
5: send
2: you on a sketch uh, later on the, the I said I said bitch
5: you oh you one? haven't seen that no no, no I have showed to you oh man total lack of context there we'll actually stick it up on Facebook because
1: now that I'm on Facebook I can Enjoy that. uh, (laughs) But like Facebook? Yeah, I joined Facebook. Have you friended me yet? I couldn't find you on Facebook. Mike, you you wouldn't be able to find Facebook.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I go on at least once a year. He's got, a, he's got a secret. Just to check if anybody bridge, is still my friend. two yep. <laughs> <laughs> But even All the two fact of them.
1: even that the cat is wearing a like a little bandana at oh, one point. Like, how cute is that? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> You're turning into a cat person, Charlie. I'm I?
1: not. This we'll see what this you film are, does to me. You are. We'll see what this film does. Yeah,
5: I know you got a dog already, but there's room in your house for a cat. <laughs> okay.
2: No. So okay, we're agreed. We're going to watch that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, hmm. next one we saw was a uh, Money Monster. Um, Julia
1: Roberts, George Clooney,
2: and Jack O'Connell. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, who we know yeah. from what was that called? Startup. Startup. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. yes, and several other things that we seventy one. Yeah, he yeah, he's in seventy one. Yeah, he's yeah. So. brilliant.
0: Directed by Jodie Foster. This film as That's well. That's right. Is it? Is it?
1: They showed mm-hmm. that at the end of the yeah. trailer. Shame so on George me. Clooney is working on a TV station called Money Monsters. Julia Roberts is his producer. It looks like the producer. And then the show gets uh, held up by Jack O'Connell and. Yeah, George Clooney's gonna gotta talk through not getting killed live on TV mm. with Julia Roberts in his ear. Mm.
3: It looks like the greatest film concept ever.
1: Yeah. Do you think?
5: I like the. Well, look I'm, of this. I'm
3: I'm always very pro George Clooney for services rendered to people with gray hair.
5: hmm
4: mm-hmm. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh, the setup just looks amazing. Like it, it, it looks like really. Uh, like, I was invested emotionally just in the trailer, so I'm, I'm yeah, hoping that yeah, the yeah. film would be even more so. It I found intriguing it intriguing
1: yeah. that by the end of the trailer, George Clooney looks like he's pretending to hold up the other guy because he's just mm. like, we're going to get these people. Like, they almost seem mm. to have... Bonded. Yeah, mm. but they're on the same side. Then George mm. Clooney is holding the other guy up to get someone to give mm. answers because it's the guy's blaming mm. banks or someone for stealing his money mm. or being irresponsible. And,
0: and what's great is that it's, it's still all just traced back to some good storytelling ideas that have been around for so long Two people who are very different and don't necessarily like each other are thrown together in this situation and they have to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really, I'm really excited. Like there's moments in this where they, and I think that there's a lot still to be seen. I don't think that they showed us everything. There's moments in it where, like Marcus talking about being emotionally invested, where somebody gives him a bullshit answer, so he shoots a TV screen that the person is like <laughs> talking to him on, and she reacts because of like feedback that it creates. But I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, fuck you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I agree with this guy who's doing mm. a terrible thing, and I probably shouldn't. Mm. But
2: mm. Um, there's also Dominic West is in this. Yep. McNulty,
0: mm-hmm. as you remember, mm-hmm. by most people remember from,
2: mm-hmm. And Outlander fans, and Mike, mm-hmm. will be mm-hmm. excited to hear that Katrina Balf is
5: also in it. Katrina,
0: na na <laughs> na <laughs> And, uh, Giancarlo Esposito from mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. Indeed. Yeah.
5: Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. yeah. I, w- I want to actually just on this, uh, put forward my, my long standing record of predicting ends of these movies. Um, Julie Roberts. At the very end, it's going to pull off her face, and it's going to be Bruce Willis underneath. <laughs> 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 um,
2: so, yeah, this looks good. Um, So, the last one we looked at was one with Jason Sedakis and Rebecca Hall, which is called Tumbledown. Um What a weird title. Mm. Yeah.
1: So, basically, it looks like he is a music journalist. She used to be married to a music guy who died too young, and then mm. they meet, and it looks like they start falling in love.
2: Yeah, he's a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and he wants to write stuff about him. Yeah, um, yeah, and she's mm-hmm. like, "No, go away." I don't no. think initially. I really buy
1: him as a romantic lead in this in mm. this role uh, wow. from the trailer, anyways. It just kind of looked. I don't know. Mm. I want him to make make a joke.
5: But she's in a very small town. She probably doesn't have a lot of choices. <laughs>
0: oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Jason Stadakis. I buy him as a romantic lead.
2: Oh, I, I buy Rebecca mm. Hall as romantic lead. Mm. So Jason
1: Stadakis, I always think of from, um 30 Rock. Is it 30 Rock? Yeah, where he's Liz Ledman's boyfriend. I liked him in that romantic lead. But this looks like he's trying to be like, you know, sexy romantic man romantic lead, which I don't know why I buy him as. I'd buy him as like comedic man's mm. romantic lead. Mm. Do you know? I mean, he's a snarky
0: intellectual. I think that I can buy him as that, you know? Yeah, I he's been yeah, cast I'd buy well him as that. And-
1: the, but not not like speaking of buying, how much would you buy for though need. that's the question not mm-hmm. very much oh, okay.
0: wow. speaking of buying um concepts or, or people or characters i think with a romantic comedy or romantic drama the big thing is are you going to believe any of the words that these people say because they need to be able to say i love you without saying i love you mm-hmm. uh, and is that because of the people saying the words being good at pretending or because the words are good or both mm-hmm. And there's a moment in this that I think is a good litmus test for me and that I would recommend to everyone, uh, go check it out and see if you, you see any of these phrases. But there's, she says that she had a lot of love left in her arsenal that she didn't get to give and she's just trying to shake she's it out. Love in her arsenal. If someone described, <laughs> if someone described that to me, I would be like, that sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> but watching the trailer, I was like, oh, that's, that's not, and then I went shit. Now I want her to be happy. Mm. So I'm probably going to watch this mm. and then maybe cry. And then maybe be like, oh, so that's why it's called, called Tumbledown.
5: Yeah. I have a real problem with this because. Uh, You're kidding. Yeah. Rebe- Rebecca <laughs> Hall, she does give me little butterflies in my stomach. Feelings I don't quite understand. Even though I'm. Like, because they're way, positive. Way past puberty. <laughs> but uh, when I saw the name was Tumbledown, I was expecting a movie about the Falklands war. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was waiting for fight ships and, and, and airstrikes and stuff to come uh, up, and, and, and that didn't happen. There was just two people talking about how they'd maybe might kiss sometime. Just a country girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this would be a great movie if there was some ships fighting in it, okay. and they fell in love.
2: <laughs> some dragons and dwarves. Yeah. That yeah. Right?
5: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where does Tumble Down come from? What's that title?
5: Uh, it's going to be in the movie. It's probably going to be the name
0: of one of the songs that the dude wrote. Mm.
5: Oh, yeah. uh, after the last airstrike oh, yeah. and before the first destroyer call. goes down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'd say that's a good call sean i'd say it's something like yeah HIV. or it'll be the name of the album or his something. last album yeah. whatever it is yeah. it'll be something where you'll then go oh mm. but it has taken on new meaning because of mm. the new love that is being formed betwixt mm. these two human beings it's their souls <laughs> ignite and unite together mm. in a beautiful conflagration mm. and eventually they have sex but then the windows get really steamy in the cabin that they're in because it's cold outside and then one of them gets pregnant and then they have a kid and they name it after to the guy that was dead, but That's then he weird. comes back as a zombie and he <laughs> eats the child and everyone in the town.
1: That sounds like a good movie, Sean. Uh,
5: nice, uh, I like that guy. one. Sean, when are you making that fucking movie? Movie yeah. ideas. God damn it, I'm getting impatient. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Waitin'. Don't keep right, me hanging, man. man. Just blood, man. blood. Another note: this is being made by stars. Oh yeah, there it yeah. goes oh, Spartacus. Man. We like stars. Yeah, we do like stars. Yeah, yeah. We do. Spartacus, pirate ship, lesbians, and and. Uh, Outlander. Outlander.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ash vs. Evil Dead as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
0: Is <clears> that
5: Pirate Ship Lesbian still going? Oh, which one? Pirate Ship Blackbeards. Oh,
2: Blackbeard. Black,
5: black Sails? Well, my name is better. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, don't know. I,
5: I don't know. I think there was a shaving issue and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I canceled it. <laughs> if you're
0: talking about Black Sales, it's still going.
5: Uh, oh, that's I, what it was. Actually, the end of season two is, uh, just totally off the, off the cuff. The young lads all time favorite episode of any show ever. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, cause like cool stuff happens. Cool stuff happens. On, ep- okay. on an epic scale. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. So if you don't ever watch anything about Black Sales, just watch the last episode of season two.
2: Hmm. hmm. Okay. Tip from the hot corner there. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that's it for this week. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with no, uh, another jam-packed show. <laughs> so from Mike, Mark, Steve, Sean, and Shona, stay classy.